say? Yeah. What language is he speaking? Yeah. Good morning. That was, that was Sandy Payton. Yeah. Sandy Payton? Well, I thought he uh, said. I couldn't understand a word he was saying. What did he uh, say? Hangover? I, I, I don't know. Something like what that. What did he say? So you didn't want to get paid today anyway, did you? Today? Yeah, it's uh, direct deposit day. Yeah. Well, it's supposed to be. Why? What happened? that echo again, man. That's driving me nuts. Oh, wait. This is driving me nuts. What do you mean? We're not getting paid today? No. Why? You know, know no. about this? No. Well, what do you mean, why? Because it's the Beasley effing way, man. You better get used to it. You expect to get paid on payday? you got some nerve, mister. The Clampets aren't coming up with money today? The Yahoos over on the West Coast didn't get the deposits. This is the second time it's happened in their recent memory. They didn't get the deposits to the bank, so all the people who thought that they were going to get paid today, see, I don't get direct deposit anyway. Although last time this happened, I didn't get paid on payday anyway, which is five days later for me, the 10th. So, so when are we supposed to get paid? Uh, they have the cars is running around trying to figure that out. I see. In other words, don't. In other words, so don't make any big bets between now and until uh, you see clearance. Well, I'm leaving town tomorrow. This is a nice time for that. Right, and of course, a lot of other people have already like. Uh, I might leave town today, money. actually. <laughs> yeah, you and me both. There's no reason to come in. Town. You know, no pay, no, 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 no hammer. No pay, no play. That's my philosophy. Yeah, man. me too. If I don't get paid on Monday, if that check don't show up at my house on Monday, bye bye. I'm taking an extra couple of weeks off. What does this, this mean? They're op- working with corporate. To resolve this as soon as possible, and as soon as I have more information, I will pass that along to you. Well, I got information for them. Adios for the rest of the week. <laughs> Good for you. I ain't coming back to work this week. Let's go on strike, man. Let's exactly. Strike. Screw these I mean, they only have one obligation to me, and that's to pay me. On time. <laughs> Stinking clampets. I knew this would put you in a good mood. Unfreaking believable freaking believable. Isn't that great? Oh, that's wonderful. That just makes my day. Yeah, and everybody else there. How about all the poor schleppers there that work from hand to mouth, paycheck to paycheck? Yeah. Of course, some of them don't have to worry about missing any meals. I don't want to mention any names like your... Uh, He's sick little... today, so we give him oh, a reprieve. Well. There you go. Won't make any difference. He won't miss any meals. Maybe he'll lose an ounce. Yeah. This is a company, man. This is a company on the NASDAQ Stock Exchange. Yeah, well, the, you know what? I've been screaming about this for years. They why should we expect to get paid? The phone company doesn't get paid either. That's right. That's why they couldn't fax me stuff here yesterday, because from not from down the street at Kiss or any of their other buildings, their long distance was all cut off. And obviously because they didn't pay the bill, just like Direct TV. These people don't pay their bills. There are a bunch of Yahoo rednecks over there in Naples, and they got this bitch that they brought down who's like a, uh, uh, a hospitalization uh, uh, a lawyer of some kind who doesn't have any background in this industry, and she's telling me we can't say this and we can't play fart sounds. Well, guess what, Joyce? That's a raspberry for you, honey. Bitch. That goes for me, too. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, let's hear you give her a raspberry. Come on. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. I just wipe my forehead off. That got all the way up here. Jeez. Is this unbelievable or what? The yeah, it is. is. The whole place is up in arms, and Clarence is in there. And I said, you know, I, I asked him a question. He said, well, I haven't been over that part of the building. And I said, well, if I was you, if I were, and thank God I'm not, but if I was you, I'd be over there right now instead of talking the small talk with me. Oh, well, I came in to see you first. I said, uh, that can wait, okay, you idiot. Go down there and find out if people are going to get paid or not. Yeah, I mean, you know what? What if we didn't know? You know, it's like, 
And, and you have it, and, and, and all of a sudden, your, checks around your like checks George start bouncing. Who's going to pay for the bounce checks? That's right. Who's going to pay for the uh, ATM fees and all the other crap that people are running around now trying to, like, put money back in like George? Yeah. Now it's time to say goodbye. To Fortunately, I won money in Las Vegas. Yeah, thank God for that, that I won money in uh, Niagara. I talked about becoming a successful, just a, you know, successful professional gambler. Yeah. But I didn't realize that... Uh, that working here is like putting money into a slot machine. You don't know whether you're going right. to get anything back the or not. Odds are this is right you. up your alley. Every payday is like uh, pulling a slot. That's right. This is right up your alley. At least you're experienced at this. Well, I got a line for that, but Joyce will get all bent out of shape. We don't care. Send it right up her alley. Yeah. In fact, I think it's Tin Pan Alley. That's where those guys belong. You've been there. You've been in Nashville. That would be a good place for these bumpkins. Wow. Country bumpkins, man, pretending to be like big shot radio executives. The Beasleys, George Beasley said this, and Caroline Beasley said that, and Bruce Beasley. And you're just a bunch of mugwumps, okay? They can't get your people paid on time. They can't pay the phone company. They can't, can't pay uh, the direct TV people. I'll tell you, one good thing about having Greg here back in the day was if that happened, he'd reach into his pocket and pay it. And the hell he did. This happened before. The hell he didn't. Well, maybe he did for you. <laughs> but... Well, you think Joe Bell's going to reach into his pocket? He's going to send Joe Bell that I talked to on Monday that was going to get right with George and Josh, and uh, you know that it was his fault that he hadn't gotten their deal straightened out. But and I keep asking, is anything going on with that? You had any uh, conversation? Uh, well, unless he wants the beast to do the show tomorrow. Yeah. You know, he was worried that I was going to play music because I joked about that one day. I think maybe that's what I do. Motown review tomorrow, starting tomorrow. Does this violate our contracts? Well, I mean, not getting paid on payday violates everybody's. So you got a verbal contract. I mean, whoever heard of working in a place, even in a mom-and-pop grocery store? It says store, in your contract when you get paid. Right. That's right. Well, my check is due on Monday the 10th, and i got news for you. If it's not there, I'm going to be on a very long... So if you and I wanted to jump to another station tomorrow, yeah, we could do that. Well, what station would that be? I don't know. Please don't tell me those... I didn't say that. Three. I That's did not right. say that. Jesus, God. No. Talk about going from the frying pan to the fire. You think their checks are going to clear? They lost uh, $3.5 million on the Dolphins in the first season. Are the Cox sisters still alive? Cox off hoist to them, man. <laughs> The hell with them, the Cox sisters. Oh, I'm, I'm, boy, what a memory you got. That would be like starting with Eucola Katzenpine. Let's dig her ass up. Hey, tonight the uh, hockey game is over on the cat. Yeah, that's right. Catch the cat. Remember those bill, those bus board signs we used to have? With I the, do. Uh, the cat. Yep. Catch the cat, 1360. I'm old. I remember Somebody that. Somebody caught it and they strangled it. What a station that was. Although, you know something? In retrospect, at least we got paid on payday. We didn't get paid all that much. We got paid on payday. You know what? They should have to hand deliver checks to us today. Yeah. Even if they have to fly to Toronto. Oh yeah. No, no mine's not due till Monday. Oh, you're okay. I don't. I don't need it early. I don't get direct deposit because they keep making up lies that they can't give me direct deposit because I got. Wait, you and I've been through this before. Yeah. Yeah. We both have our own corporation, and yet somehow you can get direct deposit and I can't, according to them, which I know is a lie. Well, I, I don't. I don't get paid into my corporation from this from this job. Really? My other job, I do. I see. But by the way, I can get paid into my corporation from Disney. Yeah. So why can't you get paid in it because of where you live? 
No, no, it's got nothing to do with it. What do you mean because of where I live? I don't have any Canadian income. Well, so what's their reason? I don't understand it. The reason is we don't want to. We don't want to. They don't say that, but we don't want to. Who, who the hell knows? No, it's not that we don't want to. You think, it. They, wanna, you think just... they want to pay me five days earlier? It's a, look, you know as well as I do, they're always postponing. They, this, this company kites checks, you know. They postpone. They write the checks at the beginning of the month, and they hold them in a drawer somewhere. And then, remember the squiggle Greg used to put on the check? That was code for it means, oh, there's money in the bank. You can release this now. That was his code for saying, oh, I approved it. Now you can uh, give this out. And that, that's the truth. I'm not making that up. Remember the little squiggle used to be under his signature yeah. on all the check? That, yep. That's what that meant. That meant that he looked at it and they got enough money in the bank and now can give them out. I mean, this company is a joke, okay? They, we, they, they used to talk about the employees living from payday to payday. They live from payday to payday. And they want us to, people to buy their stock. Please, you and I ought to go on a campaign. We ought to go on a nationwide campaign making sure that nobody... Enron wasn't bad enough for people that got to buy this crap. Give me a break. We should go up and ring the bell on Wall Street and then the make an announcement. We, we got on my, evidently somebody gave out the wrong fax number. This is a few years ago. And it was some poor guy in Philly. I'm sure George remembers this. Some engineer in Philly who had kept sending them bills. You know, he, he engineered some of the baseball broadcast mm -hmm. stuff. So some of them oh, yeah. Him. Three years later, he and was And this guy was practically money. in tears. You can see the, the tears, the tracks of his tears on the fax paper. Please, please, have, this is my 20th request. Please pay me, yada, yada, And they just don't want to pay anybody. That's, that's the way they live. They don't want to pay their bills. What kind of deadbeats don't pay their bills? What kind of deadbeat company does, has the satellite cut off because they're not paying direct TV? That's right. The Clampets. You got it, man. They can never be bookmakers. <laughs> oh, Tuesday comes the, along, you pay. The fishes, like Luca Brazzi. <laughs> That's right. Maybe some of the Beasleys will show up offshore with, uh, with the vests on today. Maybe their vest will show up with a dead fish in it. Boy. I'd like to see Joyce's vest with a dead fish in it. Maybe they could save money, you know, and get rid of a couple of people over there. Yeah. Like Joyce, you mean? Whoever you She's say. useful. I picked Joyce for starters. Then maybe we could, like, fart on here. I think a lot of people are farting around the building. She can probably smell it over there. Can you imagine people coming in here today? I'm, I'm talking about the little people, not big shooters like us. I'm I talking understand. about people that are living hand to mouth. Yep. And they expect, I mean, you know, I keep trying to explain to these people, getting paid on payday, it's not like rocket science. It's not like something revolutionary, some great demand that I'm making or anybody else, you know? People expect to get paid on payday. You work for people, you show up every day, you do whatever the hell you're supposed to do or close to it. And that's it. Pay me on payday, that's all. Well, and these poor bastards are like, uh, oh, well, guess what? The deposits didn't hit the bank. And I'm sure it's like corporate-wide because last time this happened it was the same crap. And then you know what Caroline Beasley did? Maybe you forgot about this. She had the nerve, the chutzpah. She sends out a hostile memo saying, well, technically payday isn't really till the 10th and 25th anyway. So yeah, not in my contract. It is. It is. People on direct deposit, we're doing you a favor anyway. So, you know, screw off and uh, we'll pay you when we feel like it. That was the essence of her nice memo. Yeah, well. well screw you, Caroline. How do you like that? Some of us have screw contracts you, that say otherwise. You're good. Hold their feet to the fire until they burn. Until they're doing the green apple quick step. Well, I'll see you in a few weeks. <laughs> Have a good time. Yeah. Get I'm off for New Well, I'm here tomorrow, then I'm off for New York. I and i, I got to leave a little early tomorrow, so I won't have a crossover with you. i got a meeting in New York at 4, a production meeting. Doing a wood memorial on Saturday. Right. So. I'll say hi to Dave and all my good friends at uh, ABC. I will do that. Give my regards. Tell them if they need any extra help. 
I'm a great hockey broadcaster. <laughs> not like Gilded. What are you laughing about? I am. I know. You're a hell of a hockey game, man. Oh, you're not, you're, you're not going to the game tonight? I am. Yep. They're not going to make it, by the way. Got no chance. They're in a tough spot. No, they're, they're, not, in a, they're done. They're not in a tough spot. They're just not going to make it. They only got seven games left. Montreal, that, that was two great games last night, by the way. I know nobody watched them, but the uh, Ranger-Philly game and the Montreal-Boston game was like a playoff game. It was unbelievable. How about those Marlins? 11-2. to two. I, I turned it on. It was 8 to nothing, and then it was 11 to nothing. Then they went 11-2, to two, seeing all these people. Oh, the Marlins are going to you know, lose 100 games. Well, maybe they will. Yeah. And we still want the money back. See, that's probably why they can't afford to pay us, because they're busy paying the Marlins, the billionaires that own the Marlins, for their broadcast rights. If I was the Marlins, I wouldn't hold my breath waiting for the next check either. <laughs> I think you got your finger on that one. Okay. Well, listen, have a great day. And, yeah, uh, you, you know, too. Just lay low. You can't afford to be gambling. I'm not going to Woodbine now. Not today. I've got to better stay home. Uh, I wasn't going to gamble today anyway. No. Well, today now I gonna... will, because... I'll see if I can do better, uh, you know, in the horses than I do here. I think I think every payday is a gamble now with the Beasleys. Yeah. They can't cut it. Let's take up a collection. Let's start auctioning stuff off on eBay. <laughs> Come on, let's do it. There's a lot of valuable crap in that building. Let's auction the whole place. Now, let's auction the equipment off on eBay. Oh, it's not worth very no, much. No, you wouldn't get much for that. No, well, pocket change. Get some... Uh... Petty cash. Got some, See you manana. Got some broken headsets here. <laughs> oh, it's more than I got. I See you. Bye. The views expressed on the Somebody previous help program us, are those please. of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the Beasley Broadcast Group, its staff, advertisers, or agents. Sports Radio 560. Six point seven. Don't buy BBGI. Oh my God. George Bush keeps saying so. He's improving the U.S. Border Patrol. But statistics show 10 million folks snuck in from Mexico. They're hiding in the trees When they're caught, the feds just set them free They get fake IDs for 30 cents to mow your neighbor's lawn Your neighbor's lawn, your neighbor's Our borders have more holes than a slice of Swiss cheese Looks like we'll be cooking up more hot tamales Sometimes I wish I had a fence around me, but I need a maid for my home. That's a bad news. Gene Pitney's dead. It hurts to be in love. It hurts to be uh, dead. Well, I guess the pain is gone now. He's dead. And weren't we just talking about Gene Pitney uh, quite a bit the other day? We played we some were. of his records. Remember that? Yes, I do. I don't remember why. He came up. He popped up, and now he popped back down. Oh, I know why. Why is that? Because of this, because you were talking about the town. Our town. Oh, a town without pity. 
Right. That was his biggest hit. He was singing about South Florida, of course. A town without Pitney. Okay, Killer, we don't have time to posky around today because we've got to like, get right into our business. Get... <laughs> oh, poor Gene. Won't see him no more. Gene Pitney's dead. Go to shame. I never realized he was really that ugly when you come right down to it. He's a strange, strange-looking dude. Very bizarre. That's okay. And by the way, uh, you know, the media, first it was, uh, well, I mean, we went through the alien business. I've told you this for years. The media tells you what you ought to be whipped up to a frenzy about. Yesterday, I, I thought it was bad when we were on the air during the show with this Justin Berry kid and these congressional hearings. Every newscast last night, it was like a breathless revelation about this kid who, of course, had no idea what he was doing, right? Right. He's a victim. You know. Right. Well, I got news for you. Victims of uh, pedophiles. Uh, the pedophiles ought to be shot, as far as I'm concerned. And this kid's parents probably ought to both be shot, too, especially the father, who was pimping him out. But the fact of the matter is uh, he knew exactly what he was doing. And then right. the media, oh, my gosh, he's an A student. Can you believe Yeah, right. Right. Victim my ass. But at any rate, uh, that's the media for you again. You know, we're supposed to be all whipped up about Justin Berry and whipped up about uh, the chicken Aruba and uh, whatever else it is. The uh, hot topic du jour, you know, and whipped up about Katie Couric is now it's official. She's going to CBS. Who gives a crap already, okay? But we'll read the story. It'll kill some time. 1014 at 560 WQAM where the health can't get paid. And, man, maybe they can get laid, but they sure can't get paid. It's not good. I bet you Josh ain't too pleased about this either. No, I'm not. See, even he, even he who ordinarily is Mr. Noncommittal, even he is like a little, I could tell right there, surly, a little surly on it. And George is beyond surly because he already like went to the ATM and took cash out because he was sure it was payday. But the direct deposit would be there. And guess what? Now he's got to go and put it back. Right. I hope you stocked up what you did. That's good that you ordered that pasta because you're going to be eating nothing but pasta for a long time now. Right. You and the whole family and the dog. Boy, too bad. Tiny would still be here, you know. What if everything you thought you knew about your home equity turned out not to be true? What if the most commonly held beliefs about paying down mortgage debt and traditional retirement planning weren't giving you the best chance for success? Thursday, April 6th, tomorrow, the Financial Education Institute is conducting a free seminar for South Florida homeowners entitled Common Sense Strategies for Successful Equity Management. Would you like to learn how to pay off your mortgage in half the time or maybe increase your spendable retirement income by 50% without increasing your current budget today? Would you like to know what you can do right now to protect yourself from a declining real estate market? South Florida homeowners are invited to attend this Thursday, tomorrow at 6.30 in the p.m. at the Holiday in Boynton Beach, free of charge, thanks to Paradigm Wealth Strategies. Visit us online at fei-florida.com, fei-florida.com, or call out to reserve a spot for yourself for tomorrow night at 954 389 
65-year-old American star was found dead just after 10 o'clock this morning. That's Brit time. That would be 5 o'clock our time. At the Hilton Hotel in Cardiff, Wales. Or is that Wales? Wales. There well, well, well. It hurts to be loved. There's his greatest song. Not his biggest hit, but my favorite. I like it, too. It's a good song. Yes, it is. Gene Levy told Reuters Pitney had died on Wednesday morning in the Welsh capital. Poor Gene Pitney. Well, he's a strange dude. Looks was like it? he got off the spaceship. There was no immediate word on the cause of death. Friends said he was in apparent good health. His death came as a shock. As in... Oh, my God. South Wales police said they had been called to a hotel at 9.50 this morning and that the death wasn't being treated as suspicious. His 40-year career included the massive hit 24 Hours from Tulsa, 1963, his most famous song. Not his best one, but his uh, last U.S. hit was She's a Heartbreaker in 68. I don't have either one of those. No, well. You don't have 24 Hours from Tulsa? Sure you do. You played it the other day. But I don't. Oh. I don't, well, I don't think I did. Maybe you just made it up. Pitney was found in his bed by his tour manager, Mark Hawes, of In Touch Music, told the uh, BBC. He did a good show last night at St. David's Hall. It was wonderful, he said. I've seen him quite a few times on this tour. He was fit and well. He said it was the best tour he's done for quite a few years. Pitney rose to fame in the 1960s, was introduced to a new generation of fans in 89 when he duetted with Mark Almond on Something's Gotten Hold of My Heart. You ever hear that? I never heard it. No. The single gave Pitney his first, oh, UK number one, 22 years after its first release. Maybe it was strictly a UK thing. He had 11 top 10 hits, including in the UK, That Girl Belongs to Yesterday and Looking Through the Eyes of Love. I remember that. His songs have been recorded by some of the world's biggest stars. Hello, Mary Lou was released by Ricky Nelson, also dead, of course. Today's teardrops, Roy Orbison, also dead. And Rubber Ball by U.S. singer Bobby V and British artist Marty Wilde. He worked with the Stones, credited with helping them find fame in the U.S. In 2002, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Rubber Ball by Bobby V. That must have been the rubber ball that's from Joyce's mouth. A spokesman for Cardiff coroner Mary Hassel told P.A. What, what is P.A.? What is that? They keep referring to that. It's some... Uh... I don't know what that is. Do you know what that is? No. Nope. Uh, she had been officially informed of the star's death. Spokeswoman said a post-mortem exam will take place to establish whether an inquest will be necessary or not. That's what the stuffy Brits are saying. They, maybe they've done him in. Maybe they give him a bad cup of tea like the Pope got there that time. Bad cup of tea and just don't wake up. So what was it that, uh, don't say the word now, Silvio Berlusconi said that uh, people that vote for his opponent, he's going to lose, thank goodness. Biggest crook in the world. Next to Bush and Bandar Bush. But he uh, called them a bunch of D-heads, hmm. the Italianos, who are going to oh, vote yeah, against yeah, him. Yeah, well, screw it. him. Start to the sea. Don't say it. Well, 1,689 votes on the poll. What's your take on illegal immigrants, we asked yesterday. Deport all illegals now, 599. Obviously the correct answer. We don't care if there's 40 million of them. Guess what? You came in illegal, you're going out fast. Bye-bye. Don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. Only deport Cubans, 382. That was just a South Florida frustration vote, I think. Just really tired of those old green tooth crowd, you know. Ay, 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 that crowd. See, I'm too lazy to even like. No, 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 I don't want Don't do that. That requires a little effort. If they don't want to pay us on time, we're not going to make that kind of effort, okay? See, you know the way I look at it? These people ought to kiss the ground. They're lucky that, you know, the hired help show up every day. I'll keep the thing going. Keep the transmitter for the final tubes with something glowing on them. You know, there, there's a sound coming out over the ear. They're, they're just lucky as hell. They ought to kiss us on the ass, man, these people. And instead, it's like, oh, well, maybe you'll get paid, maybe you won't. And here it is. It's 1022 already, and they still, from the best I can discern, haven't got an answer for you poor bastards, have they? Clarence no. come in there yet with some kind of an answer? No. Nothing. Zero. Zippity-doo. As usually, coming in empty-handed. 
which in his case, too many already here, illegal immigrants, grant them amnesty, 266. That's what some of you people, some of you defeatists say. You know, like uh, Gornish Telfin, let's just give up, throw in the towel. Build a wall on the Mexico-U.S. border, 179 said that. I hate this poll, 122. That's always good for a few yucks. No matter what the poll is, I hate it. <laughs> like that. Arrest people who hired them, 88, and only let in Cubans, 53. I, I have a feeling, man, you think we had BS under the previous regime. I think we got ten times the BS now under these guys. These guys are real, real cute, you know. Oh, yeah, well, that was my fault. I didn't get around to talk. You know, I, I, don't, I don't want to talk to them. I don't want to know from them. I want my paycheck on payday. And I got news for them, okay? Payday, my payday is Monday the 10th. That's uh, five days away from now. And if that check doesn't show up in my box in Plantation on the 10th of um, uh, whatever this is, April, in my P.O. box, then there's going to be hell to pay. I mean hell. Because this just happens over and over and over again. A company that can't pay the hired help on time. What do you call a company like that? Well, well what's the one word that comes to mind when you think of that? Crap. That's the word oh, I think of. Crap. Crap. Crap company. CC. Remember CC, uh, CCR? Yeah. They put the CC in CCR. Crap company. You've heard of the crap company. This is the crap company. Can't get, well, uh, we uh, somehow didn't get the deposit today. Because they ain't got it. They don't got it. They're too busy handing money out to uh, Jeffrey, Aluria, and David Sampson for the Marlin games that they're losing their ass on. Stuff like that. Important crap. Just like they were giving all the money to the Dolphins before. Remember all the times when Wayne was having a nervous breakdown because they didn't pay the Dolphin broadcast fee right? They just don't pay. They don't pay. They want to play, as Joe Namath would say. They want to play, but they don't want to pay. And as Justin Berry said, if you want to play, you got to pay. Kid was making hundreds of thousands of dollars, and we're supposed to be, oh, so bad. Yeah. See, I feel bad for, like, like that Homeland Security guy that well, I thought he was talking to a 14-year-old girl online. We'll get to that story in a minute. The kids that really are exploited. Just like the kid that, what's his name, the weather fairy was going to meet there in, the, where was that, in uh, Port St. Lucie or somewhere up there in Vero? Yeah, their boots are so. Yeah, up in that neck of the woods. Miss Kamal thought was going to go meet some uh, 13 or 14-year-old boy with his, uh, with his big can of Vaseline or whatever he had. with. What do you have? Jar of Permalube. I think it was Crisco. Yeah. The Count of Monte Crisco. 804 votes on there. What do you believe? Because it is almost Easter now. It's coming up soon. So I thought we'd resurrect this poll. We've done it before. 804 votes. What do you believe about Jesus? He was money of one of many self-proclaimed prophets. 247. Everybody and their brother was running around in those days. I am the, uh, yeah, I am the way. Of course, just like now, Benny Hinn, Benny Hanna, all these guys. Pat Robertson, Jerry Fallballs, Jimmy Swaggart, all these phony balloons. Jim and Tammy Faye with her pancake makeup. 247, just one of many. He was the Messiah, 143. That's really interesting because the first time we did this poll, which is quite some time back, 32.9% of the audience, there weren't as many choices, but a third of the audience said he was the Messiah. Now it's only 17%. So maybe we've gotten rid of those uh, Jesus Christers. We can only pray. Bye-bye. Take your bubba mices and get lost, including my neighbor over there. Go away. Leave us alone. He never stole a freight train, 112. I can go along with that. Even with his powers, you know. Oh, and I got a great story about from the U of N. This professor says um, he didn't walk on water. It was ice, a floating piece of ice. But anyway, we'll get to that. Did you see that story? No. He's strictly for Goyim, Jesus, 79. There was, <laughs> there was never any such person, 70. He was just a regular guy. 
like you and I, 59. I hate this poor 55. He was a homo, 27. And he was a snappy dresser, 26, like Neil. 818 vote. He had nice sandals. Are there any more Birkenstocks, I think? Sure, the original. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised when he makes a comeback. He's going to be doing infomercials for Birkenstocks, Yoshki. 27 after 10 at 560 WQM. If you think you have termites in your home, you need to call Ridded Pest Control today and get a free termite inspection before your home is gone. Ridded Pest Control uses an amazing orange oil treatment that kills termites and their eggs 100% on contact. They are gone faster than you can say, we've got a real mess at QAM. If you have termites, this is the best possible way for you to get rid of them. You don't have to tense your home. You don't have to worry about poisonous gas. Well, I bet you Tommy would have something to insert right there. No move-outs or hotel stays. No worrying about food or pets in your health. No poisonous gas. They treat your home with this amazing orange oil, and you don't have to leave it all. In fact, when they're done treating your property, the only thing left behind is the clean scent of oranges for just a few days. It's a machaya. It's true. If you have a termite problem, call Ridded Pest Control right now and find out about their amazing orange oil treatment that kills termites and termite eggs 100% on contact. No tending, no kidding, no BS. Call right now for a free uh, inspection at 1-800-447-4348. No obligation, a free inspection, and believe you me, it'll be well worth it because now is termite time. 1-800-447-4348. 1-800-447-4348. Be sure and tell them Todd Dreck told you to call. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Hands for nothing. Absolutely. Crack smoke coming out her nose. Whitney's got an eight ball in her family hose. Can't get off the pipe. Her hair is a riddle and her teeth are rotten. But Whitney still keeps using lots of drugs. And when she's high, she thinks that she's covered with bugs. That's what we got a problem with, QM. We got a crack problem. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe somebody's got a big pipe full over there on the West Coast, you think? Maybe. I know that a lot of guys over there, they're laying pipe. I know that. A lot of money in that white powder. Anyway, now somebody evidently uh, keeps things for, I guess, it's always a good idea to hang on to things, even though they're old. Look at the date on this. Somebody mm-hmm. just faxed me. Did you yes, fax this or yeah, did somebody that's else? me. I keep everything. Oh, you kept this? I did. Wow. This is dated September 20th, 2000. And it's a memo from the Beasley Broadcast Group. Sandra Cook rhymes with schnook. 
Give a cook. Ray, direct deposits to business managers. This is September 20th, 2000. We are aware the direct deposits didn't hit the bank as usual. The bank has informed us that they should hit the individual accounts by Saturday. They'll be dated for Monday, 925. Although this is an inconvenience, please remind your employees that the actual pay date is 925, and there's no guarantee the money will be in their accounts before that time, even though 99% of the time it hits before that date. You might also let them know that we go live on the new system next pay period, so they need to make certain the money is there prior to spending it. Well, whatever that means. And then there was a, a second part to this. No, Unfortun- no, 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 huh? no, that was the other memo is on another occasion a couple years later. Oh, this is, oh, I see. Separate event. I say Unfortunately, the direct deposit wasn't scheduled correctly by the Fifth Third Bank. However, I've repeated the procedure this morning. Anyone with a Fifth Third Bank, I don't know what that means, Third Bank account will be memo posted, meaning the funds will show as being available immediately. Everyone else will go through the Federal Reserve overnight, will have their funds available tomorrow morning. This is another screw-up. Again, as before, please remind the employees that the payroll date... See, they always come up with this crap. No, right. no the people that are in direct deposit, the payroll dates are the 5th and the 20th. Always have been. See, you, you, there's such a thing as precedent. And when you pay people over and over again on certain dates, that's when payday is. And like Hank says in his contract, it says, you know, in mine it says the 10th and 25th, which I can wait another five days. I won't miss any uh, pasta. And that we advance direct deposits five days is an incentive to sign up for direct deposit. Well, what, what incentive to sign up for what? In other words, if you're not going to get paid that, uh, you don't know you're going to have the money, then what's the incentive? Incentive for fraud? Incentive to get conned? Incentive to write to, to start bouncing some checks around? Incentive to live dangerously. Yeah. That, <laughs> well, when you work for the Beasleys, man, you're already got taking your life in your hands, believe me. I want to blow out my... If you thought that Enron was a scam, you ain't seen nothing yet, baby. I'll tell you that. Tell you about the Beasleys. What a, what a great sitcom that would be. The Beasleys and Joyce could be on there with like her little apron on, and they could like tie her down and put a rubber, red rubber ball in her mouth. <laughs> Got the theme song. Oh man, there you go. It's the Beasleys. It's the uh, what are the Clampets, as Hank calls it. What a bunch of mugwumps, man. Can't get people paid. And Joe Bell thought he was coming into like a, a real deal here. And, of course, he should know because I'm sure the same thing happened at Kiss when he was over there, right? Right. It's the same company, same bunch of uh, goyim. So, anyway, speaking about real uh, victims of child abuse as opposed to this uh, phony baloney thing that the media's all whipped up into a frenzy about. And another thing, you know, the, this so-called journalist from the New York Times, what he, what he should have done. And I, I just really wonder, he took this kid under his wing for six months. Under his wing, he got him yeah. off drugs and all. You know, so maybe he did save the kid's life, which is very commendable and wonderful. But in the meantime, he violated every canon of journalistic ethics. He had no business writing the story himself. He should have gotten somebody else at the Times to write this story if he was going to be like involved as the babysitter or whatever he was doing, whatever he was sitting on. Mm-hmm. But here's a real story: the deputy press secretary for the Miami Department for the Department of Homeland Security was arrested yesterday for using the internet to seduce what he thought was a teenage girl. Authorities said in Miami, no less. Brian J. Doyle, 55, of Silver Spring, Maryland, who I'm sure is a good Republican, was arrested on charges of use of a computer to seduce a child and transmission of harmful material to a minor. The charges were issued out of Polk County, Florida. Remember Polk Salad Annie? Mm-hmm. Well, he wanted to poke it. Doyle had a sexually explicit conversation with what he believed was a 14-year-old girl whose profile he saw on the Internet on March 14, the Polk County Sheriff's Office said in a statement. The girl turned out to be an undercover Polk County Sheriff's computer crime detective, the Sheriff's Office be saying. Doyle sent the girl pornographic movie clips and had sexually explicit conversations via the Internet. This is a guy who was in Homeland Security, boys and girls. 
During other online conversations, Doyle revealed his name, that he worked for the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, a real genius, a rocket scientist, and offered his office and government-issued cell phone numbers, the sheriff's office said. Doyle also sent photos of himself to the girl, but authorities said they were not sexually explicit. On several occasions, Doyle instructed her to perform a sexual act while thinking of him and described explicit activities he wanted to have with her. Homeland Security Press Secretary Russ Naki in Washington said he couldn't comment on the details of the investigation. We take these allegations very seriously and will cooperate fully with the ongoing investigation, he be saying. Doyle was expected to be placed on administrative leave this morning. Can't imagine why. Oh, there's that Katie Kirk bitch again. Oh, let's, let's get it over with already, okay? Get this out of the way. Hoy vey. I don't know about you, but uh, I don't know which, which I'm more exhausted from, that whole Justin Berry thing, which we saw 4,000. They must have spent 50 hours on that thing yesterday. And every time they presented it, was like with this breathless, oh, my goodness, is, 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 is there something unusual about this? And then, of course, in her case, I mean, talk about making a mountain out of a whole hill. Good God. You could put her talent in a, in a thimble and have room for the Chinese army left over with. On her 15th anniversary on today, Katie Couric told viewers this morning she's leaving to join CBS and become the first woman to solely anchor a network evening newscast. Of course, uh, what's her name? Elizabeth? Is that uh, Vargas? What is her name? I don't know. I don't on know ABC. Yes, you do. She's doing it now because Bob Woodruff got hoit a little bit. It was an accident and he got hurt in Iraq and damn near killed. Billy Vargas, I know, is that artist. No, that... Her, you know, you know who she is. I just Probably asked you about her yesterday. You said she was just fine. She's okay. Okay. She's doing a solo, at least the news anyway. I wanted to tell all of you out there that after listening to my heart and my gut, I've decided I'll be leaving today at the end of May, she said. Oh, what alliteration. I really feel as if we become friends through the years. Not with me, you haven't, Katie. You suck. You stink, honey. Oh, and I forgot again. I forgot to ask Hank about uh, working with Katie Kirk. It's your fault. I'm sorry. I was a little distracted today. Why, what, those bouncing checks? Yeah, I'm wondering how much that's going to cost me. No. About 30, man. Before, well, I, I got news for you. The company, anybody who incurs any uh, charges, bank charges for bounce checks, return checks, stuff like that, the company ought to cover that. Because if they, if they don't, no, I'm serious, if they don't, I got news for you, man. You should, like, uh, go crazy. To go over to Naples and, like, uh, just tear their building down. They'll just remind me that the paycheck isn't due until the uh, You know what I would years. remind them? I, just whatever Silvio Berlusconi said there in Italy. <laughs> the 49-year-old Kirk, the longest-serving anchor in today's show history, is expected to replace Bob Schieffer, okie-dokie, on the third-rated CBS broadcast in September. She'll show them a number like they never saw. Following a month-long guessing game that's consumed the TV industry, Kirk chose the 15th anniversary of her first day as today co-host in 91 to say it's time for a change. She's feeling the change. It's been such an honor and privilege to occupy the seat for as long as I have, she said. Sometimes I think change is a good thing. Although it may be terrifying to get out of your comfort zone, it's also very exciting to start a new chapter in your life. Just big deal. Who the hell cares? God. Man. That, that, you know something? You're right. I, oh, look at this. Now, is this a new fax or is this from new. the old one? Brand new. Up Jenny here. says in accounting, we just heard from the bank. They did have the file that was not processed due to their update. Uh, whatever that, that sounds like Chinese it to me. It means it's the bank's fault. Oh. They're processing the file now, and direct deposit should be effective by tomorrow morning. By tomorrow morning. So you got one day to cover your ass. That's no, it'll only cost me 29 bucks. Huh? 29 bucks. 29 bucks what? That's how much I'm going to be uh, spending. That's how much this costs me. Well, no, they're going to have to cover the 29 bucks. 
I'm sure that Joe yeah. will discuss that when he comes in with you to discuss your uh, contract situation that he promised me on Monday, but I doubt that he's going to follow through on. Well, not today. i got to see Boca Since he also told me that's the first time I ever uh, talked to him. Going to take care of Josh, going to take care of you. But a beep, but a boop, but about. They talk a good game, these guys, man. They're all just, they're all uh, pretenders. Remember the great pretender? Yeah. Uh, the platters? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. They're the great pretenders. Make no mistake. There's a bit for Boca Brian right there. I can smell it. Mmm, man. I can smell the aroma of that. Like, like a gigantic tub of elephant manure, man. You can smell the stench. This place, and you know something? I, you, you, I think we got to adopt a whole new attitude. I hope those guys across the street in the sports segments just beat the stuffings out of this place. I, they, they deserve it. Not, not our friends, not you know Hank and the Mad Dog, but you know, guess what? They're, I was going to say they're taking them away to the bank, but <laughs> whenever they get it, you know. But it's just that they deserve it. They deserve to fail. This company deserves it. And anything evil that can happen, this company deserves it. Because they just, they abuse. And then, oh, it's the bank's fault. It's always somebody else's fault, you know? Isn't that right? Of course. They don't make mistakes at Beasley Broadcasting at BBGI. They lie a lot, but they don't make mistakes. Putting Joyce in there, that wasn't a mistake. Putting Stern on here, that wasn't a mistake. Putting Pharrell on here, that wasn't a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> 1042 at 560 WQM. Hey, I'll tell you what's not a mistake to take your Tootsies to Brandy's. People have been doing that for years, and I've been raving about them for a long time because they are the best Brandy shoes in Pompano Beach. Brandy's carries all the top names like Florsheim, Echo, Mephisto, Rockport, Hush Puppies, New Balance, tons of other name brands in all sizes for men and women. We really mean all sizes, even like wide widths and hard-to-find sizes as well. Brandy Shoes is the largest independent shoe retailer in all of South Florida. And when you go in there and see the selection value waiting for you at Brandy's, you'll understand why I rave about them and have been for years. Go see our good friend Arnie. He'll make sure you get the right fitting shoes for your feet at the right price every time. Unlike those department stores where you can't get waited on, and when finally you do, whatever style you picked out, oh, sorry, we don't have that in your size at all. Are you kidding me? Brandy's doesn't do that because the only thing they do do at Brandy's is shoes. So you'll never have to worry about size, selection, service, or price. Brandy Shoes, you'll find them at 1290 North Federal Highway in Pompano Beach between Atlantic and Copans on the east side. Can't miss it. Brandy's open every day, Monday through Saturday till 9, and every Sunday till 5. And this week is a great time to buy SAS shoes at Brandy's. Save 20 to 40 bucks a pair on all great men's and women's styles. So be sure to get your butt into Brandy's this week or shop for your shoes right online at brandyshoes.com. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 AM. Oh. Beware of exploding balls. Mariah, you are a survivor. I mean, if ever a word was written for you, it's survivor. <laughs> Let's go back a bit. I want to talk about your childhood because you've had a very colorful life, mm-hmm. but you didn't have a very happy childhood. No. When you were growing up, uh-huh. you became a prostitute. Right. You said it was the toughest thing you ever had to do. Why was it so tough? When you are in that world of ultra-powerful men and you're really young, it's easy to be controlled and to be scared. Sex on the streets. Mm -hmm. I was like... (sighs) What a childhood. Up next. I read that you chew tobacco. Yeah, I do. And you haven't worn deodorant in 20 years. Right. You are a pig. <laughs> I'll sure go along with that. And so will Luis, by the way. Still ain't interested, honey. 1047 at 560 WQAM. Oh, remember yesterday I uh, mentioned about Jesse Helms and I never got to the story. It's because we had so many great calls yesterday. That's right. What happened to George? He go out for a deuce or a trace? That's what he's doing. 
Uh, well, I don't blame him. He's probably doing a green apple quick step in there, wondering what the hell is he going to do now. Everybody trying to cover their ass now. And our excuses, we get stories. There's all kinds of stories. The bank done it, the dog done it. Maybe the dog ran off with the deposits, you know? You've seen those uh, spots. Oh, yeah. The dog comes along and picks up the uh, thing in his mouth and runs off, and away he goes, never to be seen again, you know? And all the, everybody's deposits are like in, uh, in a stream somewhere. There's a stream, all right, over there in Naples, believe you me. Down somebody's leg, there's a big stream going. Whoever the hell keeps screwing this thing up because they can't, they don't want to. They don't want to pay anybody. That's what it boils down to. We got some nerve expecting to get paid, much less paid on time. Whoever heard of such a thing? Did you ever hear anything like this? Uh, no, not before I've uh, been, you know, been here. Not before you yeah. come to WQA. Not before you come to BBGI, man. Where we pay you when we feel like it, and you better uh, kiss the ground that you get paid at all, because payday is uh, whenever we tell you. We make it up as we go along. You thought it was the fifth? Guess what? It's the tenth. You thought it was the tenth? Guess what? It's the fifteenth. So I better save this till when George comes back. Oh, I'm back. Oh. Well, no, I mentioned this yesterday, and I never got around to it. What's that? Former U.S. Senator Jesse Helms, in increasingly poor health before and oh, since yeah. he left office three years ago, has vascular dementia. Oh! <laughs> and has moved into a convalescent center near his home, his wife said. Isn't that a shame? No. He has his good days and his bad days, Dot Helms told the News and Observer for a story of Sunday. He still sees his friends. Company is good for him. He's still signing books, but he's not able to conduct any business or make any speeches. The 84-year-old Republican has been slowed by illnesses including a bone disorder, prostate cancer, and heart problems. As his career neared its end, he made his way through the Capitol on a motorized scooter. Well, I tell you, Niagara this weekend, there was, there was a woman on a scooter. My, she was just zooming. That miracle she yeah. didn't kill anybody. Just zooming all around that joint. He decided against seeking a sixth term and left Congress in January 2003. Vascular dementia is considered one of the most common types of dementia in aging people, with systems that may appear similar to those caused by Alzheimer's, according to the Memory and Aging Center at the University of California, San Francisco. Helm's last major pubic appearance was in September, when he was honored by a group of conservatives in Washington. In December, he dined with U2 rocker Bono, who briefed the senator on DATE, or Debt, AIDS, Trade in Africa a non-profit organization he helped found in 2002 with other activists to increase awareness of the crises in Africa. That's Bono founded, not uh, Jesse Helms. Oh. His memoir, Here's Where I Stand, was published in September by Random House. Here's where I, no, it's actually now it's called Here's Where I Used to Stand. Helms' wife of 63 years said that she and his friends uh, visit him daily and that he hopes to resume going to church. Oh, yeah, say a little prayer like Dionne Warwick could say. Maybe she can say a little prayer on her psychic hotline for you, Jesse, you miserable turd. God, 895 votes on the Jesus poll, just in time for Easter. Boy, talk about sacrilegious. What do you believe about Jesus? One of many self-proclaimed prophets, just another one in Getschke's, 268. He was the Messiah, 160, 17.8% of you. Are you people crazy or what? He never stole a freight train, 122. Are they crazy or what? Yeah. Oh, I knew it. Nuts. Talk about brainwashed. Strictly for Goyim, Jesus, 84 I guarantee you there's not one other poll in the history of the human race about Jesus that ever said strictly for Goyim. Although I think I said that once before, too. I enjoy putting that on there. There was never any such person, 75. Very possibly. Could be. He was just a regular guy, 63. Maybe he was just invented by uh, that Paul Saul guy. Right. I hate this poll, 63. He was a homo, 32. And he was a snappy dresser, 28. I think there's a correlation between those last two. 
guys with that long hair back in those days and with them sandals, you know? Right. Dresses. They wore dresses. Wore uh, gowns. They were considered mm-hmm. gay. Now, of course, they're considered to be men of God, like mm-hmm. the Pope, Il Papa, right. the Nazi Pope, and all the bishops, you know, with, those, uh, with that great headgear. Now, speaking of this whole Jesus thing, the New Testament says that Jesus walked on water, but a Florida University professor. How about those gators? Oh! Anybody care? Huh? No, no. Oh, screw them. How about those Marlins last night? 11 to 2. They won a game. They won a game. Mark it down. Aren't you surprised, Josh? Well, the, there's a long way to go. 160 games they're, to go. They're going to win a few, you know. They're uno a uh, mano a mano. Uno a uno. Uno a un. The New Testament says that Jesus walked on water, but a Florida University professor believes there could be a less miraculous explanation. He walked on a floating piece of ice. Ready for yeah. that? Whatever. Listen to this. This could be very muy importante, no, although I doubt no. it. It's more and more just conjecture about crap that happened thousands of years ago. Made up story anyway, so it doesn't matter. What, what do you think about uh, Dr. Sam Shepard? Do you think he really killed his wife or not? Yes. Professor Duran Nuff also theorized in the early 1990s that Moses' parting of the Red Sea had solid science behind it. Aha. Uh-huh. Nuff, a professor of oceanography at FSU, said yesterday that the study found an unusual combination of water and atmospheric conditions in what is now northern Israel could have led to ice formation on the Sea of Galilee. Nuff used records on the Mediterranean Sea's surface temperatures and statistical models to examine the dynamics of the Sea of Galilee, which Israelis now know as Lake Kinneret. The study found that a period of cooler temperatures in the area between 1,500 and 2,600 years ago could have included the decades in which Jesus lived. A drop in temperature below freezing could have caused ice thick enough to support a human to form on the surface of the freshwater lake near the western shore, Knopf said. It might have been nearly impossible. Maybe he was out there ice fishing. Maybe he was practicing for a hockey game. Maybe he was looking for an ice hole. Maybe he was hocking a chinik. It might have been nearly impossible for distant observers to see a piece of floating ice surrounded by water. And don't be telling people that Jesus wanted a piece of ice. At ice. Knopf said he offered his study published in the April edition of the Journal of Paleomonology. Wow. That's a possible explanation for Jesus' walk on water. If you ask me if I believe someone walked on water, no, I don't, he said. Maybe somebody walked on the ice, I don't know. I believe that something natural was there that explains it. Maybe somebody just made it up. How's that? that make yeah, it that's like a better uh, uh-huh. explanation. Just like uh, Daniel and the lion's den and right. Jonah and the whale and all these other uh, fairy tales. That even, the brothers, the even the brothers Grimm yeah. used to grin when they heard these stories. And it gives me much chagrin to think that the people believe this crap. People with an IQ larger than their thumbnail, not. We leave to others the question of whether or not our research explains the biblical account, he said. When he offered his theory 14 years ago that wind and sea conditions could explain the parting of the Red Sea, now said he received hate mail from those good Christians, of course, and maybe some right. of them good Jews, even though he noted the idea could support the biblical description of the event. And as his theory of Jesus walking ice begins to circulate, he's had more hate mail in his e- email mm-hmm. inbox from more of those good Christians. Mm-hmm. They asked me if I'm going to try next to explain the resurrection, he said. Kind of a thorny issue, wouldn't you say? So there you go. Let's take a flurry of calls here today, man. What, what's on the agenda? Two o'clock, it's Geldy again. Good God. Geldy again at the Yenta Center with Eric Reed at 3.30. Oh, my God. I think we're going down the... Phew. If you ask me. You, you can smell it, can't you? This new regime, man, they haven't got a clue. They not only don't know who's on first base, they don't even know who's in the dugout. They are clueless and shoeless, man. Send them over to Brandy's. They are just desperate, these guys. 
Mad Dog at Augusta. Oh, for the Masters, no less at 4, 4 till 6.30. Maybe he'll be wearing the, in, maybe instead of the green lizards, he'll just uh, hang out of the green jacket, you think? You care about the Masters? I, I guess that's what it is. The it's Masters an Augusta, what? so I'm assuming it's for that the golf crap. I mean, uh, the Masters. Yeah. 6.30, it's Panthers preview on QAM. 7 o'clock, the Panthers and Thrashers start on QAM. But then, but then, uh, Panther coverage switches to AM 1360 at 7.35. What a way to run a railroad. We start the game out on cue, and we give you a tease, like part of the first period, and then all of a sudden, when Geldy goes like that, then switch to 1360, because then it means it's Marlins time. And those red-hot Marlins, fresh off their 11-2 win in Houston last night, play the third and the final game, the rubber game, I guess. Can we say rubber? I'm sorry. The third and rubber game against the Strohs at 8.05 with the pregame at uh, 7.35. And then Lenny Martez after the game. Like I said, man, we are going down the old Chew. Lenny Martez on tonight. Don't don't let the word out. Don't this spread the word. This is Neil Rogers. Period. This is Neil that call. Cover it up. This is the Neil Rogers Show. This is your brain. Any questions? Columba, I got off the plane After shopping in France to fish your money away I bought designer clothes, expensive bottles and jewels And you in advance your duty taxes to you I tried very hard to smuggle And they wouldn't let me buy But I did not get in trouble Cause I'm the governor's wife Yes, I'm just obedient right who wants to live up my life with special favors after all, my husband's brother will soon be your dictator. I like Florida Zavida. I buy anything I need and just one thing more. I'll be your Christian family values when I get back from the store. You cook it, whore. So here's another one of those stories that won't print out, so I guess I'll have to just read a little bit off the, uh, right off the thing. Off the screen. Accusing politicians of pounding their chest on immigration for a short-term political gain, Florida Governor Fat-Ass Jeb Bush said yesterday that the tone of the debate has been hurtful to him and his Mexican-born wife, Columba, the smuggling bitch. Bush, the younger brother of the president, reserved some of his sharpest criticism for conservatives in his own Republican Party, calling it just plain wrong to charge illegal immigrants with a felony, as a provision passed by the Republican-led House would do. He also opposed penalizing the children of illegal immigrants by denying them U.S. citizenship, an idea backed by some conservatives, but included in the legislation. My wife came here legally, and it hurts her just as it hurts me when people give her the perception that all immigrants are bad, he said. Fat-ass uh, Jeb Bush. There he goes, missing words Well, guess again. what? Not all immigrants are, uh, are bad. smugglers. Just the illegal ones, right? There you go. Not all of them are lawbreakers, just illegal aliens who are illegal to begin with, just by definition. Right. You know, when somebody's an illegal alien, it's like illegals. You know, just like that huh. bitch was saying on that voicemail, illegals. WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Hey, how you doing, Neil? Okay. Good. Got a thing alert for you. Northbound on Pine Island, just south of Sunrise Boulevard. They're shooting it down the road. Okay, thanks, Pally. No problem. Govern yourself accordingly. Okay. There you go. Pig report. I haven't had one of those in a long time. Right. Maybe the pigs are laying low, but I doubt it. Five six seven oh five sixty. The callers are laying low this morning. That's okay. We understand. We're in a very surly mood here at this radio station. 
not paying the hired hands on time. The uh, management is just totally in a state of chaos and disarray. Sales guy still running around talking with a heavy drawl like he just came out of a uh, like he just came out of the swamps. You remember that movie Cape Fear? Yeah. I have a feeling that's where he was hanging out. I thought that was in New England. Then they will fear you. And a nice trailer though, by the way, Chris. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon signal right now. It's printing that story. I know that I already read it. See what I mean by that? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Florida Governor Bush. We don't care about fat ass Governor Bush or his smuggling wife or the rest of his dysfunctional family. To hell with them. WQAM. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Hey Neil, I got a Christian report. The uh, CNN has got to be like the Catholic News Network or something. The last few times, I don't know if you've uh, been watching it lately, but I tuned in. They got, like, the power of prayer. They got all this stuff on the lives of the saints and it, yeah. how can prayer help you in your life. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like a news network. It's disgusting. No, it's the Christian News Network. See, you got it right the first time, CNN, Christian News Network. Yeah, yeah. It's Strictly Christian pig reports, man. When I see Real News, watch Keith Olbermann on MSNBC and then turn it off real fast. Before What's Your Name comes on. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon singular wireless line. We got Kelly from the Yenta Center. Two o'clock, big game. They're not. Well, I mean, it's a big game if they win it, and then uh, they, they got no shot. They got no shot. WQAM, hello. You go ahead in Canada. WQAM, hello. It's Clinic Wednesday. WQAM, hello. Neil. Oh, yes, sir. Hi. How about Hi. equal time? How about he was the son of Satan? Boring, boring. In fact, yeah, there's our first one of the day. Very boring. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. The poll is closed, by the way. We don't need any additions to the poll. If that's your idea, why you want to call today? Put the phone back down. Either that or stick it where you won't get in trouble with it. Because uh, we don't need any additions to the Jesus poll. I think we've got all the bases covered, don't you? Jesus Christ. All the possibilities. WQAM. Hello. QAM. Last day, last day for phones on the Neil Rogers Show day. QAM, hello. Probably because they'll cut them off tomorrow anyway. They won't pay it. QAM. Hey, I have a spy report. Yeah, I, got, I got a report for you, too, okay? WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. I say 80 and my friend says 90. How big is Hank's waist? WQAM, hello. Chief Bromden, put the ball in the basket. WQAM, hello. QAM, come on, you can do it. Hey, Neil. Um, yep. You did say one time, I heard you say that, uh, I believe you said that if you didn't get your paycheck, you would walk. Yeah. Well, that's that's the, uh, you got you got your position now where uh, you could, uh, Put them in their place and just yeah. And see if they my, can my, deal my with payday it. is on Monday, April tenth, Monday. Oh, okay. Well, I was hoping maybe uh, you know this might have been your opportunity to put the Beasleys in their place. Yeah, I, I already put them in their place. Believe me. In fact, the last time that happened, remember I played music all day that day. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the last time that it happened, but I mean one of, one of the many times. Oh, look at this! This thing printed out again with Fat Ass Governor Bush. <laughs> we don't need any more about Fat Ass Governor Bush on my fax machine, okay? And that's from me doing it. Well, if it, see that—that's my stupidity. Because if it doesn't print out right away, I keep hitting it, and then eventually it prints it out like five times. Yeah, just gotta mm-hmm. wait. Be patient. Oh, here's the other story that I printed. 
I'm sure you'll be very, very interested in this. Tom Cruise. You fairy. Has told how his father bullied and beat him as a child. As the 43-year-old star prepares to become a biological father himself, <laughs> he spoke for the first time about his troubled childhood. He told Parade Magazine, he was a bully and a coward. He was the kind of person where if something goes wrong, they kick. It was a great lesson in my life, how he lulled you in, make you feel safe, and then bang, bada bing. For me, it was like, there's something wrong with this guy. Don't trust him. His mother left her husband, taking the children, when the actor was 12. The only time he saw his father again was 10 years later, when he was dying of cancer. See? What goes around comes mm -hmm. around, Pops. He would only meet me on the basis that I didn't ask him anything about the past, because Cruz about visiting his father in a hospital. He added, when I saw him in pain, I thought, wow, what a lonely life. He was late in his 40s. It was sad. Oh, in his late 40s. Pretty old. Soon after the reunion, his father died. Did it, did it. That's something. Uh -huh. In fact, the last thing that his father said to him to Tom was, You fairy. Oh, there's Walter Cronkite. From the Kennedy assassination to the civil rights movement to the space race. When you, now, let me ask you. When you think of Walter Cronkite, don't you immediately think of Katie Couric? Well, be honest with me. Oh, immediately. No, no question about it. With a heartbeat, I'm thinking Walter Cronkite, Dan Rather, uh, Huntley and Brinkley, and then uh, Katie Couric. Now, that's what I think. I think Tom Brokaw. Dan Wather, Peter Jennings, Katie Couric, Edward R. Murrow, Katie Couric. Right. Every time, she just keeps popping in my mind. Five six seven oh five sixty. I'm in the mood for a lot of good calls today, man. I'm just in the mood for it. Aren't you? Oh yeah, always. I'm ready. Anyway. I'm ready for for a great day today. Trust Let's me. See if they can make me laugh today. I doubt it. I know. Me too. WQAM. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How are you doing? I got some good news for you. Yes. Well, actually, I don't know if it's good news for you or for me. You know, your dream feels awesome and it helped get me laid. Yeah. I was in the store. This lady was looking at all these uh, different pastas. I tell her about dream fields. One thing leads to another. We have a nice uh, little pot there. Uh-huh. So, anyway, uh, we'll see how it goes. But uh, thanks for the pasta. It's delicious. And uh, it's a good thing. Keep uh, keep uh, plugging it. Okay, thanks. Uh, keep us posted. Yeah, I don't want to be posted. I'm interested in who he's... Uh... Uh, you know. Oh, God. It all, it's all the same, isn't it? It always comes back to the same crap. That's all it's all about. Getting laid, getting laid, getting laid, getting laid. That, that's what it's all about. Getting laid. Right. Get, or, I, I should say getting screwed because we're thinking about well, QAM now. That's the other side of the coin. Yeah, getting screwed, QAM. It just, yeah, and you notice when I mentioned that to Hank, no, because the beast, I guess, the Yenta is out sick today, so I guess Robert wasn't aware of it. But, um, and of course, the beast probably wouldn't care anyway because he's a spoiled rich kid anyway. Daddy would have taken care of him. So Hank wasn't even aware of the fact that he was getting a shine on his check today. He was pretty P.O.'d about it, it sounded like to me, wasn't he? Mm -hmm. Pretty P.O.'d. And rightfully so. When you've got a lot, you know, when your bookie is demanding the cash and wants it now, uh, unless you want a couple of broken legs, you don't want to, like, be uh, screwing around. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's a good thing you don't have, like, a bad gambling habit. All of that basketball card you started with, now you see, well, how, how much did you make from that? Me? How much you get from that? Nothing. I lost. You lost. How about you, Josh? You make any money off the uh, Gators? No. Lost. What have I tried to tell you? Don't get sucked into that gambling crap. Oh, it's just for fun. Don't yeah. get sucked into gambling, What's man. A fool and his money yeah, are right, soon farted. That's what Tommy said. A fool and his money are soon farted. Yeah, Slots you. my ass. Slotsy. Trotsky. WQAM, hello. QAM, hello. QAM. Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah. 
Okay, that was it. That was the end of his material. QAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, are you still allowed to play Lucifer Sings the Hits? Or did I not let you uh, play those Lucifer anymore? Sings the Hits. Hit the baby. Yeah, those are great. Baby? Those are hilarious. Okay. New from Ring Go Records. Satan's baby sings Simon and Garfunkel. I am going to rip out your hair. Oh, it, it must have came from the other room. You know, I have, I have a message for Joe Bell. A month and four days ago, I celebrated 30 years on the air in this market, okay? I've been doing radio since I was 17 years old. That's 46 years, almost 50 years, almost half a century I've been in this messed up business, okay? But you and the way that this operation is operating right now or not is the case maybe. You make me want to just throw my hand. Remember I was talking the other day about waving the white flag out the window? Yeah. You make me want to throw my hands up in the air and just say, okay, I give up. I give. I surrender. I, it's, it's like a conspiracy. It's like, it's like we're swimming upstream, man. It's like, like they chopped our legs off and then told us to go mountain climbing. I, I just don't get it. What, what was that? I'm listening to the middle of the bit, and I'm thinking, what, what is George doing here? Are you playing another bit at the same time? No, it was like a commercial or something. I thought you turned the TV on to listen to something. And the TV pot is closed. The TV pot. Obviously. There it is. Okay. I've See got... that? There's that silly yeah. weather uh, fairy there on CNN, on the Christian right. News Network. I could turn on my part. Or I could turn on, like, the East Coast Hockey League. He's going to swing around. He heads towards goal. Now here's Metcalf. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, but, no, we got somebody in there playing again, potching around in there. And you want to know why? Because we got a juvenile program director. He's got a bunch of children running that joint. It's like kindergarten QAM. You guys across the street, man, I bet you they're rubbing each other's hind legs together. They're so excited. Stu Gotson, all that crowd, all those idiots. They're probably just delirious. And you know something, rightfully so. You guys ought to have a party today. Because this place is finished. Saku Koivo, Niemenen, Toivonen, uh, Tikkanen, uh, we're done. We're finished. I'm going to tell you, what did I tell you about Joe Bell? This guy, he talks man smooth as butter, as somebody we know would say. Smooth as butter. And the end result, man, is like uh, something you left on a bad, bad day. Would you, you know the IBS you're telling me about? Yeah. Well, that should conjure up some images in your behind, mind. 1113, speaking of a mess, Dry Concepts is the best carpet cleaning company in the world. They remind you that springtime has arrived. Cleaning your windows and doing a little dusting here or there may give the appearance on the you know, like kind of surface cleaning that your home is clean. However, until you deep clean all the dirt and germs settled deep down in those carpeting and your furniture, drapery, even in that bedding, it just really isn't clean now, is it? Dry Concepts is offering springtime specials this year to help you with all your spring cleaning, and it's all just a phone call away. Don't forget, Dry Concepts specializes in upholstery cleaning, leather cleaning, drapery cleaning, oriental rug cleaning, water damage restoration, pet odor treatments, mattress cleaning to get rid of those dust mites, and much, much more. I've used them for over 21 years in my homes. They do a phenomenal job at a fair price every time. In fact, they give you a written guaranteed price up front before they start doing their job. So don't just have clean your home this spring. Don't do it slow or fast or half-assed. Do it right. Call Dry Concepts today and have your home clean from top to bottom. Always on time. 
always professional, always dry concepts. And Dave Broward in the Palm Beaches, call them toll-free, 1-800-248-5071. You really can clean today and entertain tonight when you call these folks. 1-800-248-5071 or on the web, log on to dryconcepts.com. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 QAM. Holy Mackinac! This is Joe Bowen, the voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and you're listening to the Hockey Authority, Neil Gar. Get ready for a Barbie dress and book. The lady you always got a nose like a hook. Apparently she worked it down like a hound. I guess the funny girl really got around. She had a ticket booth right next to her bed. Invited Don Johnson and Goldie Fayette. She's had a million famous men in his knee. From Elvis Presley to Andre Agassi. She was a crazy mix under the covers. She even had one of the Smothers Brothers. I bet she even did it in taxi cabs. No one could get away from running around bad. Wonder if Barbara went out and did a bunch of yellow shots. Scoring with her and got to have better odds than if you played the slot. Surprising since the reputation is that she's mean. It didn't bother Clinton or Steve McQueen. She must have been a really busy lady. She even made some time for Warren Beatty. Her wild days are over since Jim Rowland. Forget Chris Charles and Chris Christopherson. If I were Jim, I'd want results of her laughs. Cause he got married to Miss Run around Babs. Hey, hey. Alright, don't you love the way that thing ends? That was it. I know. I love right. that. Like pulling a rug out. <laughs> Very abrupt, you know. Come on, Kind of like uh, the relationship with QM, I think, is going to end real abrupt. Very soon. Just have that feeling. Oh, Dwight Gooden gets a year in jail. Former baseball star Dwight Gooden. He just has some issues, you know, Josh? Uh, big nose? He's got issues. I didn't say nothing about his nose. Oh, well, he's Jewish? Was sentenced today to a year and a day in prison for violating probation by using cocaine. He's got, a, like he said, a nose problem. The 41-year-old pitcher was serving three years probation for speeding away from a police officer during a drunken driving stop when he admitted last month to a probation officer that he used cocaine. He, th- he thought it was just a chalk from the first baseline. Yeah, As part of right. his probation, Good had been ordered to stay away from booze, drugs, and bars and to submit to a minimum of three random urine tests a week. He also spent two months in an inpatient treatment facility for booze and drug addiction. But a beep for the beep for the bop. Well, there you go. No sympathy for him, for Daryl Strawberry, for any of these guys, any of these jocks. Made millions and millions and millions. And on, let me get in. There's another story here about some, somebody who's uh, broke. Suge Knight. Oh, good. You see that? I mean, he's, oh, uh, smoking, he's smoking in big, expensive stogies. The picture here, he's got one about the size of an elephant in his mouth. And a stogie, too. Shown at the 2004 MTV Video Music Awards. I didn't know he did music. He's a producer, sort and a guy. I, I know, I know exactly what he uh, is. Yeah. All right. Can't say it on the air though. Rap mogul Marion Suge Knight filed for bankruptcy yesterday to avoid losing control of his Death Row Records label in a 107 million dollar civil court judgment. His lawyer said Knight co-founded Death Row in the early 90s, helped launch the careers of such rap stars as Snoop Dogg and Tupac Shakur. But he's failed to make good on a March judgment to pay uh, Lydia Harris, who claimed Knight cheated her out of a 50% stake in the music label. Harris' attorneys have accused Knight of playing games to avoid payment to their client, kind of like the Beasleys do to avoid paying the help on payday. Well, you're not really supposed to get paid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Quit with a BS, okay. 
Pay the people. Pay the hired hands already and stop with the baloney. By the way, did Clarence ever come back there and give you a song to dance? Yeah, at the same time. In other words, he got that email at the same time that I did. So Yeah. Come dance on this. Two weeks ago, an L.A. County Superior Court judge said he would appoint a court officer called a receiver to take control of Suge Knight's assets, including death row records. The judge, Richard Sagan, uh, directed Knight to disclose his finances in a debtor's exam set for April 1, which sounds like four days ago. He said that Knight could petition the court to remove the receiver if he cooperated in providing information about his assets, but the rat impresario failed to show up for the exam on Saturday. He has no choice the way these new people have forced his hand, Knight's new lawyer. Lawrence Strick said on Tuesday he expected to file for bankruptcy for death row later in the day yesterday. Another court hearing in the matter also was set up, during which the judge could formalize the receivership. I wonder who the receiver is going to be. Maybe it'll be Keyshawn. Kennedy book blasts Bush and preventative war. You go, Ted. And by the way, get rid of that uh, John McCain. <clears throat> in a forthcoming book, Senator Ted Kennedy invokes the leadership of his brothers during the Cuban Missile Crisis to launch a sharp new attack on President Bush. Declaring that Bush should have followed the example of President John Kennedy and his Attorney General Robert Kennedy in forging a diplomatic resolution of the standoff with Saddam Hussein. He writes that his brothers were right to resist advice, urging them to launch a preemptive strike on Fidel Castro when missiles aimed at the U.S. were discovered in Cuba in 1962. They correctly argued that a first strike was inconsistent with American values and would be a Pearl Harbor in reverse, he writes. Kennedy writes that preemptive war may be justified to prevent an imminent attack on our country, but he puts the Iraq war in a different category that he calls a preventative war, which he condemns. The premeditative, uh, premeditated nature of preventive attacks and preventive wars makes them anathema to well-established international principles against aggression, he writes. In his book scheduled to be released April 18, called America Back on Track. It's about the racetrack, isn't it? Right. America Back on Track. It's about Batavia Downs, I believe. You go, Ted. Have another drink. <laughs> boy, that's our man, Ted. Sometimes he's a little uh, little uh, off base, but nevertheless, nobody's perfect, right? Nobody's prefect. Right. That's what they say in the rectum, right? Nobody's prefect. 985 votes on the Jesus poll. Got some nerve doing that at Easter time, too. Next thing, you're going to be taking a uh, God poll at the Passover. When's Pesach again? It's like next week, right? Right, like the 12th. Oh, boy. Didn't even get my matzah yet, my low-carb matzah. This is from the Smoking Gun. It says, Meet Rachel Holt. The 34-year-old Delaware teacher is facing rape charges. There's, there's an awful lot of these teachers, man, doing hanky-spanky with their students. She's facing rape charges for allegedly having sex with a 13-year-old student 28 times during a one-week period last month. That sounds like four times a day to me. Remember that song by Kathy Willis, Four Times a Day? Right. I thought it was more, though. Well, we don't have that one. We called a science teacher at Claymont Elementary School allegedly had sex with a boy, a student in her class at her Wilmington home. According to a probable cause affidavit filed in justice of the peace court yesterday, the boy's father contacted cops and told them his child was having inappropriate contact with Holt with his teacher. In an interview at Newcastle County Police Headquarters, she admitted she had intercourse with the boy 27 times and performed oral sex once during the last week of March. She also revealed that another student, 12, had watched her having sex with a boy, and that she had provided both boys with beer. <laughs> Holt is being held in local lockup in lieu of $560,450 bail. I like that. You want to raise some bail for the teach for uh, Ms. Holt? And they're all saying the same crap. Boy, how come I didn't have a teacher like that? <laughs> they're all saying the same crap. Is that what right. they're saying? That's right. 
And let me say it again. If it would have been a male teacher having sex with their daughter, they would have been on the right. road to the house right now. They'd have been there to, like, uh, right. lynch his ass. Glad you understand the difference. Yes. And if it would have been a male teacher having uh, sex with their uh, young son, right. they would have been, he'd right. already be dead. Because that's disgusting. <coughs> oh, here's some good news, though. See, there's always a little bit of good news. Not too much. Especially when you work at QAM. Where we have a long tube. Man, and it's filling up fast. God. If you smell something there, it's probably the overflow. Mm -hmm. Bush bashing will not cost that Athens, Georgia woman 100 bucks after all. Remember that with the bumper sticker? Uh-huh. Aren't you happy about that? You sound... Well, that's right. You're not happy. Just because you got screwed over by the Beasleys again, you ought to be used to it by now. Getting good spanking. Still hurts. Them. And I'm sure that Joe's going to come in there any minute and say, hey, George, let's uh, have a meeting uh, one of these days when it's real inconvenient for you. And so he told me, man, that's the last thing he told me. He assured me. He gave me his word that he was going to really take good care of you guys. He's going to sit your ass down and, like, give you a what for. Not money, though. Denise Greer, who was cited in DeKalb County for her, I'm tired of all the bush. Oh, look at this. Now, what is this on? Oh, I don't know what the paper this is. The Cal Technical College's uh, newspaper <laughs> or website. Wow. Oh, no, that's, that's the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I'm tired of all the Bush blank car decal. They don't even spell it. It was, it was B-U-S-H-I-T. Has had right. her case thrown out. The Cal Recorder's Court Chief Judge Roy J. Walker said uh, Monday. We couldn't prosecute it, he said, because Georgia's Lou decal law was ruled unconstitutional in 1990. He said letter of dismissal was mailed to Greer's home on Friday. R.S. Cabinet, a sergeant based in the department's North Precinct, pulled Greer over on Shambly Tucker Road about 9.30 p.m. March 10th. That's named after Darcy Tucker, who's a real dive artist, according to police records obtained under Georgia's Open Records Act. He issued her a ticket for 100 bucks. Cabinet was off work Monday, unavailable for comment. Cabinet joined the department in 92, two years after the law changed, according to DeKalb County Police spokesman Herschel Grangent. Asked how an experienced sergeant could have made such a mistake, Grangent declined to comment. Greer's story appeared in the uh, urinal constitution last week, quickly circulated on the Internet, drawing reaction from all over the country. In an interview last week, Greer 47 said the case was about her right to free speech. The officer pulled me over because he didn't agree with my politics, she said. And she happens to be... Absolutely correct. Man. Of course, that's Georgia, what do you expect? Yeah. Not a good old boy. Is right. that where we always see the uh, porky police officers? They're always usually in Georgia, yeah? Right. Well, you know where deliverance took place. That's where they just came down from Aintree. This is Neil Rogers. I had a month with the Beasleys. This is 562 AM. know that the Lord even loves Neil Rogers. sister all my life that is why she's now my wife and i think my son may know it's true he's my nephew too well my daddy is my uncle joe my mother is my dear aunt chloe it is very plain to see my first cousin is me oh! Hey, take a puke at that one. We got a thousand and uh, nine votes. Nine. Yeah. 
Aren't you excited about that? Thrilled. Oh, no, you're not. No, I'm not. Everybody's pissed off because they got shined today by the accounting department because the Beasleys are incompetent and now they're blaming it on the bank. It's like a rain cloud going off inside like the building. Like a dark here, yeah. cloud over everybody's life because this is the Beasley effing way, man. This is the way they treat the hired hands. Although it was the bank's fault this time. I'm sure they wouldn't lie when they say that. No, no, they would never lie to you no, to cover their ass. Any more than Joyce would lie or make up a bunch of crap all by herself. See, and the problem is there's nobody you can have an intelligent discussion with because I've now, I've now discovered, especially after Monday, that any discussion you're having is just a waste of time. I could have been eating my lunch 20 minutes earlier on uh, Monday as opposed to getting uh, stroked, you know. I've already had two strokes. I don't need a third. That's not what I heard. 5670560. Oh, Let's take a billion calls between now and 2 o'clock, or not as the case may be. It just, they just, now let's see, what does it say? Read off the year? That one paragraph I, uh... It's from our good friend, Laura. Remember, Laura, oh. you played Earl Strices the other day. Right. Laura Schwartz, who used to work with us at WIOD. She's a good kid. A sweetheart. Although the day at Eckerd's when she saw me, she was uh, looking the other direction. She was having a big argument with her uh, mother-in-law or somebody. I, I see. Remember that? I told you that a long time ago. Yeah, but who can blame her? She didn't want to see me. I didn't want to see her either. I like her, though. She's and her sweet. husband, Scott Schwartz, worked in our sales department for about five minutes, and then he right. ran out of there screaming and That's yelling. Right. babbling like an idiot. I'm, I'm serious. Right. He left there like, you got to be kidding me. Just like you were talking about our friend Tracy Caracito before from IOD, uh -huh. who came to work in promotions at QM thinking he got a posh job. He also left there like, ah, like that. Uh -huh. These people are a bunch of liars. I'm not going to lie for them. Like that. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, they wanted to make him the fall guy for that O.J. golf tournament, which is another. See, that's when I should have really sued their ass. Greg and Screwane and the Beasleys, that whole deal. Just, just degrading and humiliating. and just, uh, You know, to them it was a big joke. That's, that's why this right. whole thing with this, uh, this charity deal this year, that's why it turned into a joke. Oh, man. How much we got, by the way? Anybody know? Anybody I care? Know. I don't know. Well, what I are they doing? Just, uh, huh? I could ask. Well, I know. I know Miguel is so overworked back there. I understand. No, no. I'm just, you know, I'd have to pick up the phone. No, don't do that. No, not today. I might Listen, hurt my arm doing that. Both of you guys don't do anything extra. That phone is awfully heavy. In fact, I'm, I'm not even going to hold I'm just going to read I'm just laying it down. I'm going to read it like, because it's too much energy to hold that sheet of paper you just faxed me. Mm-hmm. Said, I tried <laughs> to email you, but it came back undeliverable. Yeah, that's because I don't uh, take, like, anonymous emails. I don't do that. I'll get a hold of her. Don't worry, Laura. Laura says, it's great to hear your voices again via the Internet. After 14-plus years as a stay-at-home mom, I decided to go back to work. I'm working for Fox TV here in Orlando. Although some things have changed over the years, others remain the same, like salespeople. Oh, yeah. She says, I work with a guy, I swear, as Tom Denenberg reincarnated. Same stature and cheap suits. <laughs> oh, I had lunch with Scott Chapin and his wife last week. Well... They were in town to tour our station to meet with the creative services staff. He looks the same, doing great, living in New Mexico and Wisconsin. Hmm, good places for him. Hope you and your, all your families are doing well. Yeah, my family's doing fine. Next time I'm down in South, I'd love to pop in and see you. Take care. I guess she figures I'm there, huh? Well, just uh, give yeah. her a kiss for me. I'll see her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll give her a yeah, kiss for you. Tell her when, uh, I'll wave to her. That's her. We played it yesterday, so I'm not going to play it again today. Millions have converted for fun and profit. Now you, too, can turn your pagan ways around at Earl Streitz's. We'll convert any goy for just $99.95. That's right. Listen to one of our successful graduates. Here comes Laura Schwartz. I shalom malachi. 
Hashalom. At Earl Strikes. That's it. But I just played yesterday. I want to play the whole thing. Yeah. A little ponderous if you overdo it, especially near Pesach and Easter time, man. That would be sack religious. That would be a real sack. Kind of like the Beasley's, a real sack of crap. Let me say it again. A real sack of crap. That's it. Too bad you don't like that, Joyce, huh? Your mama. Oh, a former U.N. Chief of Weapons Inspector Hans Blitz said this week that Iran is at least five years away from developing una bomba, leaving plenty of time to peacefully negotiate a settlement. There he goes making trouble again, that Hans Blix. <laughs> Sorry, think about that movie. Hans Bricks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hans Bricks. <laughs> Team America World Police, you really oh. watch that. Right, right after you're through watching the Tom Cruise in the Closet like episode on South Park. You're fairy. Watch Team America World Police. You'll love it. Especially that Kim Jong Il man. He's really good. That was hysterical. And then uh, that, that one scene where they start screaming out, Matt Damon's a faggot. Everybody was. Uh, that, that scene was great. <laughs> Matt Damon, fag. They're the best. Blix attending an energy conference in western Norway said he doubted the U.S. would resort to invading Iran. But there is a chance that the U.S. will use bombs or missiles against several sites in Iran. It was quoted by a Norwegian news agency as saying, then their reactions will be strong and will contribute to increased terrorism. Now, that's right. Hezbollah. You ain't seen nothing yet. Hezbollah. You think the other guys. You think Al-Qaeda was bad. They're, they're pikers. Wait till Hezbollah gets all whipped up. That's what Bobby Graham warned us about. Nobody wanted to listen to him. Right. Nobody wanted to listen to little Bobby. 1,022 votes. I feel like playing music the rest of the day. You know? I just, oh, I, I feel like hearing music the rest of the day. Huh? I feel like hearing music. I'm not going to do it, but I just, I'm, I'm so aggravated. It doesn't really affect me, but it just, it, it, it just casts a, uh, another dark cloud on an already desperate situation. You know? And then Clarence comes in there, the make-believe program director, junior PD, and like he's standing there talking crap with me. I, I got nothing to talk to you about with Clarence. I got nothing to say to you. You know, everybody in the building is tearing their hair out because they didn't get uh, their uh, direct deposits today. And he's standing there doing small talk for me, you know. It's like when Muff used to come in and take our uh, temperature with that long... Phew, you know. rectum. Remember that? It felt like a... Every pool. morning, had to come in there and take our temperature to see, like, uh, what mood I was in. And you were in. And this one, you know, oh, give me a break. Grow up already, will you please? See, people are insecure because they don't know their ass from my elbow. That's the way they behave. People are insecure. Just like this caller on line nine. You'll see. QAM, hello. La, 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 la. See what I mean? Go Insecure. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. It's a heavy uh, call hour. Isn't it? That's what I heard. I got it on my mm -hmm. log. Heavy call hour. Call for help. Call for Philip Morris. Call for assistance. WQAM, hello. Good morning, Neil. Uh huh. Goodbye. Goodbye, and by the way, WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Let me turn the radio down. Turn that baby down. Uh, here's the other one. Sounds like you have a lot of controversy going on. I bet, well, yeah, we have a controversial show about callers that we don't talk to anymore, right? 5670560. Oh, you notice how he was, like, fading off like him? Maybe, maybe that's a good sign. Fading yeah. into the uh, netherworld. If only. <laughs> that put a smile on your face. WQAM, hello. QAM, hello. I need that. And he still ain't going to get on. You know, that guy, it's just, remember the one day he called and tried to, like, be serious and, like, talk yeah. like an intelligent human being? You just can't do it, Pally, and you're still not going to get on. It doesn't make any difference what you do. You can, uh, you know, gargle through your throat, your ass, your armpit. You can make all the sounds. It, it ain't going to get on because you just bugged me. You're an idiot. 
It just it just bugs me that somebody who's supposed to be an adult is still an overgrown child like you. I can understand it with Clarence. You know. This is Neil Rogers. What do you expect? This is 560 QAM. Neil Rogers. Ah. I'm dying over here. Jumping on couches, he's mayor of the grouches, talking about Scientology. He's marrying Katie, clueless young lady. You fairy. Who I bet you flunked biology. Absolutely. When he talks, don't you expect to see balls? Tom should go get a frontal love on me. Because his mind has turned into purple flow. Been lost in a black hole. Since he's flipping the cold. What are you going to do about it? You fairy. He's getting crazier by the day. Uh-huh. Heads in an empty cupboard. Since Elrond Hubbard. Took all of the whack job brain cells away. It's 11.45 at 560 WQM. Keldy, be along at 2. If you'd like to start at 12.30, that would be okay with us. In the yeah. wake of last week's immigration reform protest, one school district is taking drastic measures banning all symbols of patriotism, both U.S. and Mexican. Oh, let's not start burning a bunch of fag- uh, flags. Beginning Monday. That's next Monday, I guess, yeah. The Oceanside Unified School District is banning all flags and patriotic clothing. According to school officials, some students are using the garments and flags to talk classmates. Maybe they're putting that Mexican flag on there. Rectum. Like that. Good place for it. Some critics of the move are calling it a violation of free speech protections guaranteed by the Constitution. The ACLU points to landmark Supreme Court case Tinker versus Des Moines. In that case, school officials attempted to stop students who were protesting the Vietnam War from wearing black armbands. The school has to be able to show a strong likelihood that there's going to be material and substantial disruption of school, and if they don't meet that standard, they can't censor student speech, said Kevin Enan of the ACLU, uh, etc. School officials in Oceanside now say that whether the U.S. or Mexican or any other country's flags have now become a divider on campus, saying some of the students are using them to taunt others. Just a bunch of silly crap again. It would be like in Miami seeing a bunch of people waving Cuban flags. You know, that would really be Incredible. ridiculous. Like during the Alien days, you know? 
Or I see it all those. You know, I'll tell you where you see a lot of flags, those Brazilian flags hanging from the rearview mirror, sure. along with the plastic Jesus. Right. You see those? All the time. Well, well what's that all about? Brazilians. Brazil, uh, Brazilian what? There's a Brazilian of them. Men or women or uh, undetermined? Both. God. Neither. 1,045 votes on the poll. What do you believe about Jesus? Yeah, I'll tell you one thing about Jesus. He sure couldn't help the Beasleys, I'll tell you that. I don't care. I don't care. Let, let me put it this way. This is what I would tell him if he tried to come in and solve the problem with the Beasleys. I don't care who you are, you fairy. Right. What do you believe about Jesus? He was one of many self-proclaimed prophets. 313. Kind of like Beasleys with their self-proclaimed prophets. Here, here they, you know what's really ironic? A slap in the ass. And you know this. I don't want to rub your nose in it, but I will. Go ahead. They just get through borrowing $17 million in their line of credit to buy right. another AM station that they're going to screw up in Las Vegas, uh -huh. which now they got four stations in Vegas. They just spent $17 million to buy another, and they can't meet payroll. Right. They can't pay people on payday. That would be like that power company spending $11 billion to buy another company somewhere else while claiming that they don't have enough money to maintain the equipment properly down exactly, there. Exactly. Right. Exactly. But that would never happen. He was the Messiah. 192. He never stole a freight train, 145, old Yoshki. He is strictly for Goyim, 98. Amen. El Paso, with that whole Jesus crap. He was just a regular guy, 80. I should, probably should say he was just a regular Goy, but he wasn't. He was Jewish. Right. I hate this pool, 78. There never has been any. There was never any such person, 77. In other words, Jesus, my ass. He was a homo, 35, and he was a snappy dresser. We got about 30, man. For that. Maybe he was a snappy dressing homo. Maybe he was a little like cross dress, crossover on that. Well, most of them are, aren't they? Like the Pope. That Pope man, what a snappy dresser he is. I got a pile. Of, I got a good pile of stuff here, but I'm just. I feel so depressed from everything. It's like yeah. we're, like we're, huh? Well, I didn't want to work, but Miguel heard you asking, so he called me, and I had to pick up the phone anyway. Oh no. Twenty-one thousand seven seventy-five. Oh. Sounds like fresh Prado to me. I don't know. Might be. Well, it's a Press Prado song, but it's not Press Prado doing it. Sounds more like a Celia Cruz band or something Sounds like, like that. Sounds Prado. <laughs> oh, God. How about Edgar Prado? wonder if he's riding a golf team today. So, yeah, there you go. That's what everybody in the building wants to say. I know you want to leave me. Oh. But I refuse to let you go. Absolutely. If I Let's play Motown for the rest of the week. Okay, by me. Very, very sad what's going on there. I'll tell you that right now. I, I don't want to talk to them anymore. I don't, I don't want to deal with them. I don't want to talk to them. Talk to Norma Kent, okay? Talk to my agent. She's got a lot of time. I don't want to listen to your BS. You know, you know what it reminds me of? That scene. Remember you saw The Talented Mr. Ripley, even though it was a little bit Yay. of a pretty good movie. Now, remember the scene where they hired the private investigator? Mm-hmm. The father. Hires the private investigator. Right. And he says to Matt Damon, he wants to talk to him out there, and they go on the balcony. Matt Damon. And he says, and the investigator says, in fact, the private investigator was the same actor that played in Magnolia. He played the, um, talk, the um, game show guy. 
Right. Right? Good actor. Oh, yes. speaking of bad actors. Not advocating a lifestyle. They're selling while we broke back, broke ass mounting at Walmart, and the Goyim are really upset about it. Too bad. They said, hey, we can make some money on it. We don't care. But anyway, so uh, he comes out on the uh, balcony there with uh, Matt Damon. He says, I don't uh, have room. I don't have time. I don't remember exactly what he says it. For Bullschmidt. Remember that? I don't, I don't want mm -hmm. like to hear it. I don't want to talk it like that. And Matt Damon thinks, uh-oh, now the uh, hammer is really going to come down, you know, the hammer. Remember that scene? Yeah, I do. Okay. Well, that, that, that's what I'm thinking. That, that's why I don't want to talk to these people because I'm tired of getting uh, BS, you know. They're, they're just full of it. They haven't got a clue, man. They're like a bunch of little children lost in the desert somewhere without a compass, a road map, or a cell phone. Daniel Levy in the International Herald Tribune. This is a good column. I'm going to do it anyway. I feel like the energy has been drained from my body. Now, did we find out who was in there potching around in the control room before? No. Why not? I guess because we didn't bother to run in there. Well, that would have been the first thing I would have done. Not to run in there and see who was, like, uh, playing fast and loose while we're on the air, playing crap uh, in, in the control room, on the air, in the room where my children sleep. Remember that line with the Michael and Fredo? Where my wife sleeps and my children play with their toys. Right. Whatever that was. What a line. I didn't know it was a hit, Michael. What did you think it was going to be, you oaf? Yeah, exactly. A Valentine? <laughs> I'm looking for that. I, oh, I played it the other day. I know it was you, Fredo. You broke my heart. You what? You broke my heart. Oh, there you go. Oh, Fredo. You see, Fredo didn't say enough Hail Marys. That was the problem. If he'd have said three more Hail Marys, the, the guy would have missed. But a bang. Oh, a bad shot. He'd have missed. Or would have been blanks like in uh, Crash. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, damn. Don't say that. I don't want to spoil Crash for anybody. Right. It's a great movie. It's got lots of surprises in it. Daniel Levy writes, and you might want to know who that is, probably some Jew guy. <clears throat> he's a He served as a policy advisor. Then, oh, by the way, uh, Ariel Sharon's in. Uh, he's off tourist. We finally got an update. He's in bad shape. Daniel Levy served as a policy advisor in the Israeli Prime Minister Office in the government of Ehud Barak. He was the lead Israeli director of the Geneva Initiative. This article first appeared in Haaretz. I'm sure you read that every day in Hebrew. A recent study entitled The Israel Lobby and U.S. Foreign Policy Should Serve as a Wake-Up Call on Both Sides of the Ocean. It's authored by two respected academics, John Mearsheimer of the University of Chicago and Stephen Walter of Harvard University's JFK School of Government. The tone of the report is harsh. It's jarring even for a self-critical Israeli. It lacks finesse and nuance when it looks at the alphabet soup of the world of American Jewish organizations and how the lobby interacts with both the Israeli establishment and the wider right-wing echo chamber. The study sometimes takes the purported omnipotence of APAC, American-Israel Public Affairs Committee, too much at face value, disregarding key moments when the U.S. and Israel were at odds. The study also largely ignores APAC's run-ins with more dovish Israeli administrations, most notably when it undermined Yitzhak Rabin and how its excessive hawkishness is often out of step with mainstream American Jewish opinion. Yet the case built by Mearsheimer and Walt is a potent one. Identification of Americans with Israeli interests can be principally explained by the impact of the pro-Israel lobby in Washington in limiting the parameters of public debate, rather than by the fact that Israel is a vital strategic asset or has a uniquely compelling moral case for support beyond, as the authors point out, the right to exist, which in any case isn't in jeopardy anyhow. The study is at its most devastating when it describes how the lobby stifles debate by intimidation and at its most current when it details how America's interests, and ultimately Israel's too, are ill-served by the lobby's agenda. 
The bottom line might read as follows. Defending the Israeli occupation of Arab territory has done to the American pro-Israel community what living as an occupier has done to Israel, modeled both its moral compass and its rational self-interest compass. And it goes on. I'm not gonna, it's on our website. So pro-Israel that it hurts by Daniel Levy. I don't want to read the whole thing because we don't got time. And I don't want to start reading real fast and thumping like Lou Dobbs. Boy, he was thumping bad last night. I missed it. Watch your hero Lou Dobbs. But no, a deep, thumpier. I don't always say that. You're the one that uh, told me to start watching it in the first place. I understand that, but he bumbles and stumbles, man. He can't read. He can't read off the teleprompter. He can't read five words about like that. I've never heard of him if not for you. Yeah, I see. So I told you he was like a great guy. Is that what I told you? He was the Messiah. That's what the I don't know what happened to Jesus Christ. Is giving the same song and a dance. He's setting the world on fire. He ain't even a snappy dresser. This is Neil Rogers. Nice jowls, Lou. He's five sixty two a.m. This is Mark Morgan. It's the 12 to 1 hour on QAM. What the hell kind of a break was that? Short. What was that? I believe that we have in the future. If I keep carrying on this way. If I said I'm sober, it was just a lie. I am so freaking high. But it is Go to a meeting and say, hi, my name is with me. I started long ago, smoked the pot and did a little girl. Heroin and LSD, angel dust and some peyote. Love crystal meth and ecstasy. Lying if I'm saying that I'm drunk free. He is doing it. It's not even noon yet, and I cut short that story, that very important. In fact, that might have saved the world from itself, uh -huh. and because I thought we had like a real break in there. I surprised. Read it over. <laughs> oh, no. Brother, this is just, I mean, you know, it's one thing to go out in style. It's another thing to go down like some kind of a clown. That's what we're doing, doing a clown routine. 1,070 votes on our poll. What do you believe about Jesus? He was one of many self-proclaimed prophets, 317. He was the Messiah, 196, 18.3%. Are so brainwashed they can't see Jeff DeForest for the trees. He never stole a freight train, 146. He was he's strictly for Goyim, 100. He was just a regular guy, Goy, 85. I hate this pull, 82. There was never any such person, 80. Well, how the hell do you know? He was a homo, 36. And he was a snappy dresser. Still got it. About 30, man. Okay, let's take a bunch of calls, okay? Maybe some of these people have got some answers for our dilemma. Look, let's just shut the damn station off. I mean, what, what would be the reason why somebody would be, like, playing spots in there in a control room while we're on the air? What, what would be the reason for that? Uh, an accident? I don't know. They do stuff in there all the time, all day. While we're on the air? Yeah. Just normally they, uh, they switch it so that, uh, you know, they reroute it, so to speak. Like, like on audition? Right. Or something as in not in the air mode. Some moron was in there. Some imbecile. Some jackass. WQAM, hello. 
2 a.m. Oh, hey. Um, yeah. I was hoping you could add to the poll um, that he wasn't white. Oh, this is the Haitian guy again. I'm not Haitian. No, this is the Haitian guy. All right, well, either way, can you add that? Regardless? No, no, we can't. Five six seven oh five sixty. He wasn't white, like you know. He was white, had a whiter shade of pale. How the hell do you know what he was? This guy probably saw that damn a shroud of Turin, man. I'm sorry, the shroud of Torino. Is that there what it was go. called, the shroud That's of right. Torino? Only, only when they documented on NBC it was the shroud of Torino. WQAM, hello. From a mental institution, it's the poll. I love Daddy, man. I really, I always got along with him. I think he's a great guy. What the hell was that? I had no idea. What was that? Like uh, a, in a fact, conversation I mean, kind of piqued my curiosity, and then all of a sudden it disappeared. That was that was maybe the most interesting call we've had all month. Of course, it's only the fifth. WQAM, hello. QAM. Good morning, Uncle Neil. Good afternoon. Well, I'll let you know that, that Dreamfield Pasta is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we know that. Okay, thanks. WQAM, hello. QAM. Can you get a message to Hank? Yeah, we can get a message to you. <laughs> How's that? you get it? 5670560, pound 560 in the Verizon singular wireless line. WQAM, hello. You know, all you talk about is hate, and, and you build your career off of Yeah, off let, of me, that let me hate. ask you, how come when you don't believe in God, you expect and you're making all of that money? You got a new line for today, is that it? Little boy. No, but see, you, you Is that what you got today, little boy? A different line. They, they worked on it overnight, and the lines, too. And that's what he well, came up with. something. Let's send him a prize. They're working on it feverishly, okay? And that, that's without, they can't even afford a new jar of Vaseline. 5670560, or is it gas? Maybe they're using gasoline instead of Vaseline. It burns. like a gas. Sound like maybe something Tommy was up. Like that, little one. Little raspberry. Just a raspberry, Joyce. Just relax, okay, bitch. WQAM, hello. Yes, sir. I'm a journalist. Okay. Yeah, you're a journalist. You sound like it. WQAM, hello. I was kidnapped by Christians. They told me to do w- it. <laughs> oh, I, I could believe that. If only. WQAM, <laughs> hello. QAM. WQAM, hello. Hey, man. Yes, sir. Neil, I'd like to see a wall built around Miami to keep the Cubans out. Send the Cubans back. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I actually have a serious question, if you don't mind. I'm um, sure, yeah. In, in light of the Tom DeRay resignation. In light of what? In light of the Tom DeRay resignation. Yes. And you think that Democrats will actually take back the House, or you think the party will screw it up again? Well, what does that have to do with whether Tom DeLay resigned or not? Well, what does that have to do with whether they're going to take back the House or not? Well, it's a giant scandal, and it gives the Democrats a lot of no. money. No. How about the Duke Cunningham scandal? How about the Bill Fist scandal? How about the Jack Abramoff scandal? How about all of these things, huh? And you know something? They could still blow it, believe me. They're like the Beasleys of politics. They could have no other party, and they could still lose the election. That's how incompetent the Democrats are. Like, do I think? What, what do I know? What the hell do I know? I don't have I don't have the uh, Diebold voting machine, man. I don't have the good machine. If I had the keys to the good machine, then I could like control it. And what we need is the key to the machine. If only. Five six seven oh five sixty. Boy, I'm telling you, these calls they're the best. They put me in a lot better mood. I'll tell you. 
I, I, you know, I won't say I can't believe it, but it's just stupefying to me to think that here it is. It's afternoon already. All morning long, people have been walking around there like semi-suicidal or at least maybe even beyond that. And there's like not even like a remember the last time it was a memo. Well, if anybody, uh, you know, if any bank charges are incurred, the, the company went. And, and that's because we got this new guy in there who walks around patting people on the back, what are you, talking what are you, a lot of crap. What are you talking huh? about? I'm talking about your general mangler. That's what I'm talking about. Well, no, if any bank charges are incurred, blah, 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 what? That they'll cover it. Who said that? The last time they remember that was just said. Maybe there wasn't a memo put out, but they were saying it. No. Yeah, they did. No. They didn't say that? They, t- they said, go take a flying F. Really? Did they, they really? Yeah, you must have dreamed that. Oh. I thought, maybe I thought that that's what a, like a responsible company would have said. Well, maybe you thought that, but that's not what happened. Oh. I thought maybe Greg said that. I thought he'd cover it personal. <laughs> With a blanket. Of course, he's busy, you know. He's a very busy guy. Five six seven oh five sixty. So in other words, you're on your own. Don't expect to get paid on payday. Payday. And, uh, is you know, manage test. your finances a lot better and take uh, you know take good care of my baby, like Bobby B would say. And quit the crap. Don't expect us to bail you out with money. WQAM. Hello. Neil. Yeah. I want your pasta. WQAM. Hello. QAM. <laughs> I was almost going to say you can do it, but obviously you can't. QAM, hello. QAM. WQAM, hello. Hola. WQAM, hello. Hi, Neil. Yes. What's up, man? This is uh, Frank from Fort Lauderdale. We listen to you every day, man. Okay, Frank. All right, I got a question for you. Yeah. I was in the army, and they, they use this uranium depleted uranium shells. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys in my unit are coming up. Uh, the kids are coming up messed up with no arms, no legs. Right. Why isn't anybody reporting that? Because nobody cares. Why do you hate America? So what's that got to do with American Idol? I know. Listen, um, George's hairstyle. It's those seventies, man. Make them change. He's not your type. Five six seven oh five sixty. Your hairstyle what's, is so seventies. Uh, what pictures is he looking at? Eighteen seventies. I'm high and tight, baby. <laughs> my my hairstyle is in, baby. I got in fact mm-hmm. I just shaved it last night in my head too. I shaved that baby real tight. Man. I'm running my running my fingers through it right now. I'd like to take this one finger though and stick it where the moon don't shine. You know what I'm saying, Joe? Which one? Don't call me anymore, Joe. Don't well, don't email me. Don't call me. Don't deal with me. I don't I don't wanna. Okay, I don't wanna know from nothing. I'm sure he'll be in there any minute saying, Hey George, let's talk a little later on. Let's uh you know. So absolutely, totally full of it. It's just, it's unbelievable. You know, how could anybody possibly, possibly outdo his predecessor? You know what I'm saying? As far as being full of it. But he's there to go. He is absolutely doing it. WQAM, hello. QAM. WQAM. Can't do it. QAM, hello. Jesus told me he was black. WQAM, hello. Jesus told me he was black. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Where is that echo? It sounds like the crossover with Hank every morning. Mm-hmm. That's another thing we can't get that straightened out. Well, what is that all about? And don't tell me it's the uh, the feedback, the um, whatever. 
Yeah, it's, it's whatever. That's exactly what it is. Brother. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Um, yes, sir. That little kid that calls and keeps calling you about the religion, he said, you have all this money, why don't you believe in God? Don't he understand that the poorer you are, or the more poor countries, the poor people, are the ones that's more faith-based or more believing in Jesus, thinking they're going to help them out, using that as a crutch? I don't understand this. These people will try to put everything on you. Just do what you do, man. I'm God, and I say you're doing okay, buddy. WQAM, hello. George, I hope you like my tea bag. <laughs> oh, it's the Tetley guy. I knew he'd be calm before the day was out. I like Lipton. Oh, sorry. Oh, the Lipton. When is the Lipton coming? The Lipton. WQAM, hello. Don't give me no Lipton. QAM. If I like white chocolate, am I a racist? WQAM, hello. Yes. QAM, hello. Hey, white how chocolates. you doing, Grotesque. Okay. Listen, I'm going to be real straight and blunt about it. I doubt uh, the first I, part. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I'm in the produce industry, wholesale produce industry, and and I can understand the Sounds thing like with you immigration. Know you can understand yeah, why? And my vegetables, too. Yeah. But, um if it was not for the Guatemalans and Mexicans, we would not have vegetables on our table. Um, yeah. you know, back in the 50s and 60s and 40s. <laughs> probably, probably all loaded with pesticides, too. It's probably yeah, yeah, it is so much cancer going No matter what you do, you cannot wash off. Lettuce yeah. and strawberries, they cannot take the pesticides. Even that stuff called FIT they sell in stores will not wash off the chemicals that's in the stuff. So probably a good idea not to be eating no strawberries. That's what Humphrey Bogart found out. No. But, the, but the fact of the matter is, Neil, back in the 40s and 50s and 60s, when my grandfather and my father were young, yeah. um, they, they, the blacks in the south did travel up the eastern seaboard, and then you, you did have people in California to pick it. But if it wasn't for these people, I mean, we have to give them food stamps and medical and everything and housing, but is it worth having a fresh salad and broccoli and cauliflower? I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't eat any of that, so I say no. Do you eat any of that? I know you don't eat broccoli because you hate broccoli. Yeah, I eat salad. I'd rather pay twice as much as if uh, yeah, someone well, that, I, I'm legally I'd rather, eat four time, I'd rather pay four times right. as much because I eat that stuff so infrequently. It wouldn't, it wouldn't affect my budget if at all. Tax paying so discretionary American was picking it. Yeah, I'd pay whatever, right. whatever cost. That's right. If somebody that needed the job bad wanted to do it and get paid a decent living wage, right. see that's the whole thing. Two things: getting paid a living wage, and then also number two, and really importante, getting paid on payday. See, those, those go gland in hand. Those, those go like, like your hand in a glove. Mm-hmm. They fit together real tight. Getting paid and getting paid on payday when you're supposed to get paid. Not when somebody thinks maybe you ought to get paid or when somebody just made it up that, hey, it's not really payday yet. We'll tell you when it's payday. Not crap like that, like a bogus company like the Beasleys do. And I say company. I mean, this ain't no company. There's just just a bunch of rednecks. That's all. Just a bunch of rednecks playing uh, like radio business. They're, 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 they're no radio business. It's just monkey business. I mean, uh, in their case, it's more like donkey business. Oh, speaking of that, would you quit cracking him uh, knuckles, man? No. New Delhi. Speaking of uh, monkey bi- donkey business. A textbook used at schools in the Indian state of Rajasthan compares housewives to donkeys and suggests the animals make better companions and they complain less and are more loyal to their masters, the Times of India reports today. Go on. A donkey is like a housewife. In fact, the donkey is a shade better, for while the housewife may sometimes complain and walk off to her parents' home, you'll never catch the donkey being disloyal to his master, the newspaper reported, quoting a Hindi-language primer meant for 14-year-olds. Well, they sure treat their women good in those countries, don't they? Yeah. 
Not all and about. if the donkey gets out of line, you can beat that ass. Is that it? Hey. <clears throat> well, everybody likes a little ass. From it is past noon at QAM. With lightning quick speeds, latest features in security, Comcast high-speed internet leaves DSL in the dust. And today you can get on board for just nine ninety-five a month for two months. With an always-on connection speed of 6 megabytes, Comcast high-speed internet is up to four times faster than DSL 1.5 and up to 100 times faster than dial-up. Whether you're downloading music, watching streaming video, playing online games, or just surfing your favorite sites, Comcast reliable, fast connection means you'll be flying through the Internet. Plus, when you sign up for Comcast high-speed Internet, you get instant access to free features like the fan, video mail, Comcast Rap City Radio Plus, and up to seven personal email accounts, just to name a few. And you also get on top of all of that, McAfee security tools included, so you can be assured your Internet experience is always safe and secure. So what are you waiting for? Start doing more faster than ever before. Sign up for Comcast high-speed Internet today for just $9.95 a month for two months. You'll wonder how you ever managed to get along without it. In Dade, call 305-COMCAST. And in Broward, 954-COMCAST. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. And you wish upon a star. Yes, Disney World's the coolest. Thanks for taking me here, Dad. I'm glad you're having fun, son. Hey, look, what's that? Why, it looks like a new roller coaster. Hey, that one looks pretty cool. It looks like a like a big saddle. Why don't you hop in line? It doesn't look too long. Hey, buddy, welcome to the brand new roller coaster. You excited? Yes, very much so. This is the greatest day ever. Okay, well, just take a seat right here. Hey, what's up, little boy? Excuse me, sir. Why is there only one seat? Well, you have to sit on the gay guy's lap. Where the hell's the seat, though? Oh, don't worry. I'll make sure that you're in tight. I'll wrap my arms real tight around your waist. Brokeback Space Mountain. Coming soon to Disney World. that with the fart sounds. I used to have so much fun doing that. Can't oh, yeah, play no fart great. sounds no more. Not, can't uh, do this and can't say that and can't do nothing else. But boy, you guys want to get paid on payday. Well, screw you. How do you like that? I think everybody in the building ought to just get up and walk right out. See ya. Don't you? Wouldn't that be a good idea? Just get up and walk right the hell out of there. Just leave them. Get the Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Just like <laughs> Leave them holding the old sacco. Man, if anybody deserves it, what a what a bunch of goya, man! Just unbelievable. Nobody would believe it. Talking about dancing in the street, you guy in heat wave, you guys across the street, man, you ought to be you ought to be doing a kazatsky out in front of your building, just having a party. Just drop a tombstone pizza in front of the QM building. They can't afford the tombstone over there because they got all their money in the dolphin organization, but they could afford a tombstone pizza. Just put the box out there in front. Do you think it's appropriate? Sure. God. Maureen Dowd writes, oh, you're not going to read a Maureen Dowd column, are you? Yeah, as a matter of fact, because I'm in the mood to do it. The Spirit of Christ compelled me to do it. Two worn-out diplomats, one fold-out bed. 
Maureen says, I'm just back from London, where the Brits were fascinated with the Condi Rice and Jack Straw two-for-the-road odyssey, the exchange of visits to their hometowns, Birmingham and Blackburn, and the rebuff of Condi by Paul McCartney in a Blackburn mosque. British journalists loved hearing about how Condi exercises alongside diplomatic reporters in hotel gyms, not at all self-conscious about working out in form-fitting shorts and T-shirts. The British are used to iron ladies, perhaps not pumping iron, but trying to iron out world affairs. In his quaint new book, Manliness, the Harvard professor Harvey Mansfield cites only one woman with that exalted trait, Margaret Thatcher, who told the first President Bush not to go wobbly on Sodom. Teaching other women to be assertive, Mr. Mansfield frets, might be like teaching a cat to bark. Oh, if I can interrupt this for just a second. Were you watching CNN before when they had a commercial for the uh, litter, uh, litter, uh, litter quitter? No. I might have seen it before. On CNN, about a half, uh, 20 minutes ago, they showed, they showed a cat squatting on the toilet. I, I thought for sure they were going to show him dropping a, a load. Yeah. And the litter quitter, you, it sits, uh, you fit it on your toilet seat, and it's got like a, the litter from the litter box inside of it, and you train your cat to, to dump in your toilet. Oh, Jesus. You talk about desperate. The Christian News Network, they must really be desperate. They've got spots for litter quitter. And it wasn't a spot. It was like a, a news segment. About cats dumping in your toilet. Anyway, Maureen writes, you had to see it to believe it. I'm sure I will. The struggles of the relentless American diplomat and the charming British diplomat to knock heads in Iraq and get the government to govern, with the war spinning into sulfurous sectarian fighting, was less mesmerizing to many reporters than the pair's gender benders. At one point, Mr. Straw said American England had the right to prod Iraqi politicians. We've got to be able to deal with Mr. A, Mr. B, or Mr. C. We can't deal with Mr. Nobody. A smiling Ms. Rice, still promoting the illusion that Iraqi women are better off, corrected. Jack, I'm sure we'd all be all right with Miss A or Miss B or Miss C, too, right? It would have to be a generic Miss since there are no powerful women leaders there. The foreign secretary held his face and pleaded, I was not being gender-specific. Don't report me, please. The British reporters were gobsmacked when Condi gave her fold-out bed on her Boeing 757 to Mr. Straw for the night flight to Kuwait and slept in the aisle as flight attendants stepped over her. It may have been a sign that U.S. foreign policy is finally becoming humble, as W. promised in his first campaign, now that Condi has admitted thousands of mistakes in Iraq. Thousands. But it also shows the Secretary understands the importance of manly virtues. She was tough enough to sleep on the floor and chivalrous enough to make sure Mr. Straw didn't have to. The Times of London made smarmy jokes about how far the special relationship has developed and asked to bag that embassy spokesman if Jack sleeping in Condi's bed was second base for the couple. The comedian Bill Maher recently noted that while other countries elect a wide array of female leaders, our women politicians are still expected to wedge themselves into a straitjacket and act like men. It's been two decades since I covered Geraldine Ferraro's historic run for the White House. One politician welcomed Ms. Ferraro with a wrist corsage. Another in Mississippi asked the young lady if she would bake blueberry muffins. Johnny Carson joked that Joan Mondale wouldn't like her husband working late with his female vice president. So now there are racy rice straw jokes. How far have we come? The Los Angeles Times ran a piece yesterday about Hollywood's doubts about Hillary, including Sharon Stone's basic instinct that it's too soon for the New York senator since a woman should be past her sexuality when she runs, and she thinks Hillary still has threatening sexual power. Don't most bulldogs have that? Uh, it seemed unlikely yeah. that we'd kick the habit of wanting Daddy in the Oval Office until we kicked the habit of wanting Daddy in the anchor chair. Now that the nightly news is largely an anachronism and the suits are trying to make it more cuddly and personality-driven to win younger viewers, we can finally break that barrier. Even though Walter Cronkite fretted to a group last fall that women on TV talk in too high a register. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that. Like solely that. Like what's her name? Rita Crosby. 
As Rebecca Dana Riley wondered in the New York Observer, what is gravitas and why does it kick in at nightfall? She quoted one network executive explaining that even women like to get their news from other women in the morning and from men, husband figures at night. So now we'll see if Katie Couric can be trusted with the Herculean task of appearing on camera for five or ten minutes a night reading a teleprompter. Still, she'll have to prove that, being more than just a headliner, she knows what's behind the headlines. As Bob Schieffer has done raising CBS ratings, or as Christiane Amanpour might do as an anchor, Katie needs to show she understands the roaring events beyond the teleprompter. Let's just hope Les Moonves doesn't welcome her with a wrist corsage. Especially a limp wrist corsage. That would be bad, wouldn't it? Come on. What the hell's a wrist corsage? I don't even know what that is. When you go to the prom? No. I, I, know, I know you don't go to the prom. When one no. goes to the prom, the male gives a corsage to the female. Yeah, but what a is a wrist corsage? You wear it on your wrist. The female wears it on her wrist. It's like a bouquet of Even flowers. Even if it's limp? Tiny, especially if it's limp. How about the wrist? Helps to stabilize it. Oh. 1,119 votes, man. We are kicking some serious ass on that Jesus pool. What would Jesus think, huh? What would Jesus think of the Beasleys? You wonder, I wonder if they're good to the church-going folks over there on, in Naples, you think? Uh, I don't know. Because they sure got a lot of sins to atone for. I'll guarantee you that right now. I'd like to put that whole, that Gatsamishpach on, on, on that canoe up up the Kahulawasi River with Burt Reynolds and uh, Ned Beatty and John Voigt. And who was the other one? Ronnie Cox. Okay. Well, what a memory. That corn sure is special, ain't it? <laughs> you know who's very good and never gets, you know, people don't talk about him that much because he never plays the leading man kind of role? Ned Beatty. Right. Am I right? Absolutely. Can you ever think of a bad role that he played? Listen to no. me. Television is not the truth. So turn off your television sets. Turn them off right in the middle of the set. <laughs> That's like that bit we played before. Very similar. Not a match, so the board goes back. Yeah, Howard Beale, I was Ned Beatty putting the words in his mouth. Uh, you do remember that. Because you yes, wouldn't fall asleep during that movie, unlike John. No, I've seen it like four times. just a little bit too slow to get it, to catch on what it's all about. Right. Josh, by the way, said that the Dave Van Borey didn't have the second worst hairpiece in the world. He said he had the worst, which I thought was really over the top. That's worse than calling me a damn old uh, fag uh, turd, whatever he said on Monday. No wonder you didn't get paid today talking like trash like that. Yeah, that was it. That must have been it. God is punishing you, you know what I'm saying? Hey, oh, God! It'll teach you to call me an old turd burger. I ain't no cat, I'll tell you that. I'm not, I'm not dumping in my litty quitter, I'll tell you that. What is it? Litter, litter quitter. I even wrote it down to make sure I got it right. right. Well, a litter quitter. So you can ask for it by name. Yeah, so I can ask for it by name next time I go to my <laughs> kitty litter store. <laughs> oh, man. I don't care what anybody says. When you walk into a house of people that own cats, I don't care what anybody says. And they got the litter box. It smells like uh, that. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Right. Like this. Not that, but this. Of course, you have to rearrange the letters in this. But... This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QA. Aruba, Aruba, for headlines of Aruba, 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 useful subterfuge. Terry Shiloh died. Q. Info that you must not know, and so the Iron Curtain must come down. You apathetic fools. 
cover up ten lies. He put you off right before your eyes. I wonder how you react when you discover you need real ID. That's something else you're not Betrayal and treason, war without a reason. Bolton and Abrams, Grove and Negroponte, traitors and criminals, liars who do things that they don't want you to know. One day you'll wake up and see your freedoms go for the ultimate reality show. Let's get back to Aruba, 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 Aruba. You rubes up Aruba, 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 Aruba. No more tearing energy. Oh yeah. Trump 30 at 560 WQM. What do we got coming up today? Some really uh, amazing stuff. We got Geldy at the Yenta Center at 2 o'clock. And more Geldy. Too much Geldy, man. Ah. Right, we're Geldied out. We're maxed out on that sound. Eric Reed will be on talking through his teeth from uh, 3.30 to 4 with uh, Geldy. What a, what, a, what a sound those two must make together, you know? You ever like, squeak through your teeth? Like a chorus. Do I ever Mad Dog 4 to 6.30 from the Masters at Augusta. Tough two-and-a-half-hour assignment because we got the we got a lot of stuff. Panther preview starts at 2 a.m., 6.30. Then the Panther and the Trasher game starts from the Yenta Center at 7. But then we switch that over to uh, KET 13.60 at 7.35 because we got to make way for the Marlins. Those red-hot Marlins have got a hell of a streak, one in a row. 11-2 to two last night. They kicked some serious ass. They're going to wish they would have saved some of them runs, I think, Josh. You're probably right. That's the way it usually kind of evens out. Marlins on deck at 7.35 on QAM, of course. And Marlins at the Astros, the rubber game of that three-game set. At 8.05 in Minute Maid Park. And Lenny Martez after the game. <laughs> no, it's not a joke. That's for serious. Anybody believe me? No. But it's true. It's what it says here. Lenny Martez after the Marlon Strohs game. Mm. Oh, speaking of Aruba, the reason I played that? Yeah. On an island where it's a breeze to find yourself in a picture postcard setting, it's no wonder tourism makes up 85% of Aruba's economy. Some 800,000 Americans visit each year. Never been there, though, Aruba. I have no interest in going either. Not far from Caracas, I believe. Am I right? You're asking me? Is it north of Venezuela? Just north of Venezuela? I'll take a word for it. It's down south. No, no, seriously. Oh, come on. Google it. Don't be that lazy just because you're P.O. that you're getting. Look, again with Justin Berry. Uh, look, enough already with him. Give him a million dollars and tell him to go away already. He's very gay. Jeez. Why do you keep saying that? Because it's true. Because you're right. And by the way, get a haircut, will you please, Justin? Well, the sexual predators are using all this new technology to trap victims and traffic in pornography. Keeping look look at that. The, the, thing, the picture and the sound. I don't know if it is on yours. Is out of sync. I'm seeing international. She, the words are like <laughs> not matching the mouth. Beauty. I think God's punishing you, idiots. Just taking that story and let, let me say it again. He knew exactly what he was doing. He was making hundreds of thousands of dollars. And, uh, you know, and, and, of course, that's unfortunate because people are going to look at that story and say, oh, yeah, I like the, And the real victims out there, the kids that are getting, like this uh, Homeland Security guy, like uh, Miss Kamal and that uh, 13-year-old boy who turned out to be a cop, you know. Hey, he didn't really believe that he was a young kid, you know. Is that why he took the Vaseline and the, uh, and and the, the magic and the squirt marker? gun. And, uh, and the, and the squirt right. gun. He wanted to do a little squirt, squirt. That's what I heard. And the stuffed Barney doll. But one of them, a Alabama teen, Natalie Holloway, vanished from the popular vacation destination while on graduation trip ten months ago. That made a cost me wants to know where she is. That hurts to do that. It just tears my throat out to do that Rita Cosby deal. 
And as the latest round of searches for her continues, Natalie, not Rita, it appears that the steady stream of news about the disappearance may be hitting a river where it hurts in the pocketbook, where all the people at QM got hurt this morning when they came in and found out, surprise, you thought you got that direct deposit, you're spending that money, surprise, we screwed you. We screwed you good. We stuck it to you. There's this stigma when I was telling people we're going to Aruba for a spring break. People were kind of looking at me like, what? Therese Jill William told CBS News correspondent Bianca Solorzano. Rob Smith, who's with Aruba's Hospitality and Security Foundation, concedes the peaceful island he loves may be feeling some tourism heartache, saying it's obviously affected our worldwide integrity, at least our perceived integrity. Smith says that after 10 years of steady growth, tourism in Aruba is suddenly flat. I think a lot of people believe Aruba is not safe. And that's just not the case, he insists. They're thinking of Mexico. How's that Canadian couple doing, by the way? Going to see them anymore? No. Oh. Must have been those other Canadians done it. That's what they're trying to say, and that's because Vicente Fox is a crook, and he'll do anything to try to keep. don't want to hurt that Mexican tourism. Don't go to Mexico, by the way. Don't go on a cruise ship, and don't go to Mexico. Those are my two suggestions for you. And what was the third one? Don't work for QAM. When Solorzano approached a group of four teens, asked if they felt safe on a rubbish, she got a resounding, yeah, definitely, definitely, is replied. Definitely. For sure. For sure. And you were right, Teen. of course. What? It's right by Venezuela. It's just north of Venezuela, I'm sure. Si. It's like a little turd there in the uh, ocean, just north of right Venezuela. Right next to Curacao. Curacao. Is that what it is? Curacao. You don't know Curacao? No. Hey, you better get with your uh, spick stuff, mister. You better get with it or they're going to kick your ass out of Venezuela when you go there. You don't want to go there. Oh, ooh. Oh, I'm right. It's Curacao. Teens Solar. It's what? Curacao. It's Curacao. Okay. It is not Curacao. It's got like a little uh, thing under it. What, what do you call those things? Not the Asento, but it's got the thing under the second C. Curacao. Okay. Trust me when I tell you. It's not Curacao, okay? The cow is in India, and he's safe. He's in India where he'll be safe, as opposed to in your backyard, where it'll probably be dinner. You'd probably be chopping them up to put in a pasta sauce. That, uh, whatever that is. Well, how do we get to Curacao? I was on the way to Aruba. On a way to That's Venezuela. Right. Tourist and Father Ed William told Solorzano, 100% we believe it's safe. We feel the Rubens have done everything they can in terms of solving this mystery. And George says it was that Dutch punk, that uh, federate of the fish. She yeah. sleeps with the fishes, okay? That's it, like Luca Brasi. She sleeps with the fishes. And who the hell cares anyway, you know? Shark food. Well, 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 again, the media decided that was an important story, and they just ran with it and drummed it into the ground. I still don't care about it. Well, she was about a pretty Natalie. white girl. Huh? She was a pretty blonde white girl. That was like the runaway bride, and she wasn't even pretty. Well, what was the excuse with that? With that needle-nosed bitch? She had Remember those days? Oh, just yeah. obsessed with that. In fact, I haven't played that in a hell of a long time, the runaway, runaway bride. That's my bad. I'm sorry. I apologize. Just 
They got short hair. Yes. Who does? But the aliens have short hair. When you say short hair, you mean like Ryan Seacrest short? A little longer than that. <laughs> a little longer, like Fabio? <laughs> Different to the make short hair. All right, honey, don't yell at me. I believe you. Where are you? Can I pick you up? I'm at a 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven? Yes. Can you give me a Slurpee? What? A Slurpee? What? A Slurpee? What? Like I... a blueberry one. I just think. Jessica, I read that you might adopt a baby. Definitely. You know, if you do adopt a Mongolian child, you'll have to learn Chinese to understand it when it starts to talk. Huh? And since there's over 3,000 letters in their alphabet, you'll never be able to text message. Then what just... What, what is and the keyboard on the computer would be over 22 feet long. Wait, I'm confused. If you bought a Scrabble game for it, it would weigh over 242 pounds. This is hard. And it could never get on Wheel of Fortune. Please stop. <laughs> if you ever bought alphabet soup for it, you'd have to buy like 228 gallons. My head hurts. Stay tuned. There's more Inside Edition to come. Don't forget, we got naked pictures. George and Jessica Simpson online doing it. You know, you had your finger on it before we were talking before the show about this hysteria with the networks about Justin, uh, this kid. Uh-huh. Justin Berry, just in time. Yeah, he's the new uh, He's the new poster child for the government right. wanting to start. To, this this is going to be the excuse. Yeah. And this is why every five minutes now there's another segment on uh, children being um, uh, abused Exploited. on the Internet. Right. You know, which is obviously a problem. But if parents are more responsible, first of all, don't let your kids go into those chat rooms because only crazy people are in chat rooms. Not just sexually, but just, just in general. Yeah, my, Ooh, daughter goes, my daughter goes on the chat rooms and poses as a 50-year-old man. Really? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, but not for you. Try to get some 25-year-old chicks. Okay. But at any rate, what the was I just saying? No, but that's, that's going to be, you'll see, they're going to use this as the way to try to worm their way in. They've tried every other way to censor the Internet, and this is uh, going to be next. You'll see. Speaking of video, a video posted on the Internet today in the name of an extremist group claims to show Iraqi insurgents dragging the burning body of a U.S. pilot on the ground after the crash of an Apache helicopter. Parts of the video were blurry, and the face of the man being dragged wasn't shown. His clothes were so tattered, it was impossible to tell if he was wearing an American military uniform. The U.S. military condemned the posting. Uh, sounds like, uh, what you call it, all over again, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. What you call it? Uh, Richard, what's his name? No, I'm, not, I'm, I'm talking about uh, where they were dressed, Somalia. Oh, yeah, that thing, yeah. Dragging the soldiers through the streets. The U.S. military condemned the posting and said that although reports of a website video suggest that terrorists removed part of a body from the crash site, the authenticity of the video can't be confirmed. 
Oh, they're working on that right now, I'm sure. We're outraged that anyone would create and publish such a despicable video for public exposure, U.S. military spokesman Lieutenant Colonel Jonathan Withington said. The video, posted by a group calling itself the Shura Council of Mujahideen, claimed that the military wing had shot down the craft, which the U.S. military said went down Saturday. So they're schlepping them through the streets like, like a trophy, you know. This is what your kids are being sent over there for, okay, to be used and abused and killed to death. And have their legs blown off and their heads and eyes and body parts, arms. And the public just sits back, but a beep, but a boop, but a forget about it. Forget about it. When's the Sopranos on again? Huh? Forget about it. You know, that, that's the thing that really kills me about that whole Sopranos thing. What? Is the things that people quote. It's like, it's lines that are like, uh, like, like bada bing, you know. Mm-hmm. Let me say it again. That's not a Sopranos thing. Bada bing. Bada bing. You blow their brains all over your nice side. We're stolen and ripped off from the Godfather. Can't okay, uh, believe me. The uh, Sopranos ain't no Godfather. We explain that to you. They talk about the Godfather all the time. That's what I, they I don't name. care what they talk about. That's what they named their strip club based on that line from the Godfather. The bada bing. Bada bing. You blow right. their brains all over your nice side. It's still ripped off from the Godfather. They know that. They say that. And the only reason that anybody ever watched that show is because we're waiting for Godfather Four now that Maria from uh, Mary got shot. Thank God for that. Although, Michael, he dropped the orange on the ground. I guess we have to assume he's mort, though, right? Michael Corleone. Yes, he is. What about the dead people now? Including Mary. Hey, Mary. Dead. Sorry, Mary. You had it coming. Let's take a whole bunch of calls now. I'm starting to lose my voice. I may have to be out sick the rest of the week. Get laryngitis. Hmm. I am. I'm I'm losing my voice from getting all worked up about all this crap going on there. How is this possible, seriously? Every every time you think there's like a little, you know, I have one of these phony baloney chats on the phone, and, and, you, and you think like maybe just a little sanity is creeping in or a little stability, and then it's like just yeah! like that, you know. Mm-hmm. And the audience thinks it's stick. You know, they think we're making it up. We're not making it up, okay? It's it, it's not stick. It's sick. Sick. S-I-K-K. Sick. Call a doctor, please. WQAM, Hello. You know, God. Yes, sir. I got the way to get rid of the Bible thumpers. Yeah. When they come to the house, you just say to them, can I say a little prayer? And they say, sure, we'd love that. And then you say, dear Jesus, protect us from your followers. Amen. I see. I got a better one. Yeah, that's better. It works a lot better. And then you don't have to worry about them coming back. Don't forget, all you kids out there, if anybody, any Getschkis come to your house peddling religion, just uh, a new Florida law that went into effect last October. It gives you full permission to blow away any Getschkis. It says it right in there. They even spell it right, Getschke. WQAM, hello. Mio. Yes, sir. Good, uh, oh, good afternoon now. Buenas tardes. Oh, yeah, it's you uh, getting later than you think, man. Oh, it, uh, I just got to work after a long ago. Thanks, God. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, I, I had called in, uh, for the first time a few weeks ago, and, uh, I probably made an ass out of myself. Uh, hey, I was talking about... right in then, man. Good call. I, I get all these Republican bitches, uh, put together, and I just get them all confused. Uh, Ann Coulter, I, I said something about Ann Coulter, that she chopped off her hair. If she didn't chop her hair, I was thinking about, uh, the other, uh, Republican bitch, uh... Okay, good. Well, call somebody else and tell them, uh, maybe they care. 567-0560... Pound 560, I remember the call, and it was, uh, this one was even more exciting than that one, you know what? He even outdid himself. No, we'll Don't never know who we're talking about. Some people are callers, you're not. And one of these days, maybe we'll hear from some real ones. I doubt it, though. 
Not on this station. WQAM, hello. Neil, what's going on? Yes, sir. I just want to thank you for the pasta. Uh, okay. Working out great for me. My sugar levels, I actually had two of them at once. And uh, sugar didn't drop a bit. It was just uh, maintaining all well. So I just want to thank you for that. Excellent. Highly recommend it, Pally. See, there you go. There's a guy who got the dream peels. Right. Now, that guy that called yesterday, I mean, it's just, it, it's just it, it would be amusing if it weren't so pathetic, you know? We're getting uh, smeared a little bit to, uh, yeah, yeah, right. Like, like, I, like I do business under Neil Rogers, right? Like there's really such a person, like they would have any idea what I do for a living or who I am. I do business uh, on, online like anybody else, you know, with my real name and credit card and like a, a real person, not Neil Rogers' talk show host that's looking to get smeared a little bit to promote your product. You use your real name, Moishi Pupik? Moishi Pupik. Sal uh, Hertz. Sal Foose. <laughs> Oh, boy. I tell you, can you imagine if he wouldn't have had larceny in his heart? Uh, yeah. I think about that every once in a while. would have been bigger than Mary Tyler Moore, the $6 million man, and Rhoda. I'm, tell I'm telling you that. I know it. I, I think about it all the time. It. Like on but payday. No, I got Norma Kent. Okay, well, Norma's in court today. I got, yeah, he responded to my email this morning. I sent him something, and he responds by, well, I'm going to court. I'll look at that this afternoon. Yeah, okay, Norm. Only thing he wants is a check. That's all he wants. Give him Joe Dagiola's number. Get a check. Get a check. Remember Joe Dagiola with those awful Chrysler yeah. spots? Oh, yeah. Get a check. Man, there is a guy that ought to kiss the ground. You talk about illiterate. And, of course, what business did he get into? The radio business. He bought about 80 billion radio stations. He made Yogi Berra seem like a MIT professor. That's how articulate Joe Dagiola was. Not. He made Dizzy Dean seem like uh, Alistair Cook. Schnook. Get a check. And then I remember being on the Today Show, and he's in there bitching and moaning about the, uh, he had the Italian uh, Defamation League, on, about the Godfather, when it first came out, about how it's anti-Italian with all those uh, stereotypes. Well, guess what? They weren't just Italian, they were Siciliani, okay? Sicilians. Joe Dagiola, my ass. See, that, that, that's when it all started, man, this, this tribute to illiteracy in America. With the jocks. That, that's, that's where Cosell had his thumb right on it, man. The jockocracy. Illiterate. Oh, and by the way, last night they had the Marlins. I don't care what Josh Cordes says. Rich Waltz is just awful. They just let, ought to let Tommy Hutton do the whole game by himself. Color, play-by-play, -play, the whole thing. Tommy Hutton's great. Yes, he is. But Rich Waltz, he's an embarrassment. He's like a little kid. He has no presence, man. He can't project. He's got no voice. He's got, he like, he's got really Cosby syndrome. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he has a very good voice. He's terrible. And here they're, here they're kicking ass, man. It's 8 to nothing. And I tuned in just when the next guy, if there was already 8 nothing, the next guy, which who knows what the names are now, he hits a double. And it's like, uh, oh, there's a fly ball, and the guy can't get it, and he's not going to get a double. Oh, my God. And you wonder, uh, and Barry Jackass is there kissing his ass and quoting, making quoting comments from this guy, like he's going to make the games really uh, uh, scintillating and penetrating. Hey, Barry, penetrate this, Rectum. you idiot. You jackass. How's that bologna sandwich? Barry's the only guy who gets bologna and peanut butter and jelly together. Not separate, but like the same sandwich. I think Mommy's trying to chase his ass out. Have you ever seen those spots where they show, they show trying to get rid of your kids, don't cook with cheese? You've seen those. Nope. You haven't seen those from the Dairy Council? Not yet. I uh, these kids... They're like in their 40s already, and there's the old ancient mom and pop, and they do anything to get rid of them, you know? Want to get rid of your kids? Don't cook with cheese. I don't know where that came from. Just just so aggravated today. Agitated. Who, who the hell needs this, you know? 
We ought to be kicking ass. We ought to be doing just great. And instead, look what we got now. We got total confusion. That's what we ought to play, the Temptations, Ball of Confusion. That should be our theme song for Joe Bell and his crowd. Ball of Confusion. You know what I'm saying? You got it? Ball of Confusion by the Temptations? I got it somewhere. I guarantee you over here in my Motown pile, I got it. You know, this computer's slow. Oh. I got this. I think I froze it. Oh, look what else I just found for baseball time next week. Yeah, we got baseball Wednesday and Thursday. Now, what what time is the pregame star in those days? The games are at 105, I believe. 1230? About 12. About 30, man. 30? Wednesday and Thursday, Marlins. That should be good ratings boosters. Get us that bonus money, man. Thanks, Suds. Thanks for the uh, Funk Brothers. I'm sorry. Oh, there you go. That's what I think Joyce has got. She's got balls of confusion. I don't care who you are, you fail. <laughs> okay, that's enough. 1,177 votes. We're going to go over 1,200 today. We did 1,400 during the show yesterday. That's because I put the poll on the night before uh, real early. What that was always about. Plus, it was about illegal aliens. And they get all whipped up about that. I got such a headache from being here today. You have, I mean, just a, uh, and I, I'm not the kind of person that gets headaches. Very lucky. Yeah. Knock on. I am. Knock on this. And I showed huh? up with one, and it got worse. Oh, my God. This, I'm going to tell you, Joe Bell, what you're doing to us, I wouldn't do to Ileana Rosanna Dana. That, that's what you're doing to us. Well, you're killing us. Fault. Huh? This paycheck business ain't his fault. No, no, just, just the whole operation, man. Just, just the ambiance. He's killing me. He is killing me. <laughs> oh. Hey, Joe. I'm dying over here. Call me again. Ask me how I'm doing. No, don't, on second thought, don't ever call me again. Just go away. Just go away. You gave it a good shot, and uh, you blew it. 1,181 votes on the poll. What do you believe about Jesus. He was one of many self-proclaimed prophets, 254, or 354, 20, 30%. What percent? About 30, man. He was the Messiah, 219. Only 18.5% of the crowd now, as opposed to last time we took this years ago, 33%. So either we've chased away all those Jesus Christers, which would please me no end, or we've uh, just got a much bigger audience, or uh, whatever, or both. What do you think? I don't he never stole a freight train. Well, we got so many more choices on there now. Never stole a freight train, 158. He is strictly for Goyam, 113. I would agree with that. He was just a regular guy with a long beard, nice sandals, great outfit, 89. I hate this pull, 89. There was never any such person as Jesus, 86. He was a homo, 38, and he was a snappy dresser, 35. And aren't most homo snappy dressers? Not necessarily. Most Some of them are slobs like me, huh? Right. Most that I've known. No. That. no. That's just a stereotype. It is, but just it's as true. what? It's true. Most homos are, are snappy dressers? That's right. You're Fashion crazy. Role. You're crazy with those short shorts that are like up to their, uh, get out right. of here. Man, You're crazy. I guess you ain't never seen the and queens that I've seen, Mr. Plucked eyebrows. If you, <laughs> how are you spelling that? Uh-huh. We got a snappy dresser in front of us. Yeah, Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. <laughs> Buttheads, it's a one to two hour.
job has got one. Like seven million made a border run. I hear them protest for the rights of an alien. They say this law is so cruel. Our illegals are Spanish-speaking foreign people. They got no reason for leaving. They even go to my store. And then they say these laws ain't good enough. They just sit on a corner till you pick them up. It would change your life if they didn't pick your food. Cause we're all so screwed. And it's not just politicians who are playing the fool. We're filled with all this emotion that we can't get through. They take the kind of jobs that we do not want to do. Give them green cards, make it legal, or else shut up about it. Okay, so what's the story? Why do the Cubans hate the Mexicans so much, or is it the other way around? I think it's, uh, I don't know. Which came first? George. Between what and what? The Cubans and I hate the Mexicans. I don't understand what you're talking about. Get out of here. What, what is wrong with you, man? You are so full of crap. Who hates it's just, the Mexicans? It's just, like, it's just like the thing with the uh, Jamaicans and uh, African Americans. They hate each other. Because okay. they're each trying to say, well, the other one is a bad role model for them. You know? What happens is like this. If somebody calls you an Arab, you're very quick to correct them. Does that mean that you hate Arabs, even though you're both children of Abraham? You see how yes. it works? Okay. So we just don't want to be lumped <laughs> in together. God bless the Mexicans, oh. but we ain't one. You see, well, that's how it works. God bless the Mexicans. Oh, you're, you're and so... bless them hard. Oh, man. Hey, somebody's got to pick them tomatoes. Because we're coming tomatoes. up on Cinco de Mayo. You're so full of it. Gonna... I got a new theme song for QAM. Elvis, surrender. We surrender. When we kiss my heart on fire, <laughs> burning with a strange desire. You fairy. And by the time I kiss you, but your heart's on fire too. Well, you're right. Darling, please surrender. You're right, he sucks. Yeah, he so That is so bad. He he made so much so much bad music. Yeah, all, of it. Right down. all of it. <laughs> all of it? He never had one good song? I'm thinking. How how about let me, let me look it up. Oh! Not not for me. No thank oh, you. Right. You can have my portion. Isn't that pretty weak? What about well, a hard-headed woman, so no, it's not the name. Oh. Horrible. Just, uh, just, no, just, did he do Suspicious Minds first, or did he rip that off like he did a lot of stuff? Who what the hell is that? Mean? Ah. Well, it's written by Mark James. And since nobody ever heard of Mark James, I would assume that maybe he done it. Well, then Mark James gets the credit. I don't dislike this song. I've heard five oh. versions of it. I think it sucks. I don't hate it. I didn't say I like it. Oh. I like wear my thing around your neck, but I'm too lazy to get up and get it because uh, we're on strike today. I'm not going to get up and get the other disc that it's on. Wear my thing around my neck. Wear my ring around your neck. You don't remember that? No. Won't you wear my ring around your neck? Get out of here. 
What is wrong with you? Quite a lot of get a ring around my neck. That sucks. What about hard-headed woman? I don't like it. In the song either. What about speaking of really syrupy? Oh, horrible song. Can't stand it. Now, I'm All Shook Up is okay in a camp novelty I'm All Shook kind of Up way. is okay? In a camp novelty kind of way. Horrible. Weak. Mighty weak. You know, like Monster Man. Like, like Splish Flash. You think that's a good song? Boy. Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, that's what, didn't he just say that, Josh? George said that uh, that's my favorite song of all time. Uh, he can't do it in the, in the car. I actually got up and I uh, reached for it. I grabbed it. There you go. Good song. Finally. Thank God, Elvis. Finally. Now, you know that song? Yeah, I do. I hate it. Well, uh, get out of oh. here. It's Opal. Opal with an O. Now, speaking of ripoffs, you got to admit this is a good song, even though he doesn't do it well. But it's the one for the money, for the show. You get ready now, go past with all due respect to Carl, I still don't like it. I beg your pardon? With all due respect to Carl, I still Carl don't, like it, right? don't like it. Well, they're both in. Uh, you didn't like the song at all, Blue no, Suede Shoes? No, Even no, by Carl Perkins? No, no. Man, you are a hard ass. No wonder the Mexicans hate your ass. Right. Man. I, I tell you one thing, I'd be real careful next time I went through Taco Bell if they find out who you are. That place ain't run by Mexicans. They'll give you a little something extra in your uh, in your mushy beans. You'll find a Mexican <laughs> within ten miles of that place. <laughs> It'll be extra mushy. <laughs> Have you ever oh, looked, no. at, looked in the back and seen uh, what the hell? So let me ask like? you: Who is the greatest singer of them all? Fabian, Elvis, or Pat Boone? <laughs> oh, what a choice! <laughs> Woo! That's a good poll to take someday, and some really, uh, you know, we've done that. What on singers like that? Singers like that? No, we've never get out of here. We've never taken a poll on bad singers. Oh. 1,200 votes on a poll. If I'm lying, you're dying. I'm pretty excited about that. The Jesus crowd. 18.5% say he was the Messiah. He rose. They stuck him up there on the cross, and they crucified him. He died, and then he rose again on the uh, third day. Was it the third day? The seventh day. The second son. Oh, Johnny Rivers is pretty good. How come he... Now, he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, isn't he, or not? Did we argue about that one time? Johnny Rivers? Well, I still got that sheet... I got it somewhere, too, in the bottom of my pile, but my my head hurts so badly, my eyes ache. You know what I mean? The backs of my yeah, eyes. Yeah, no, I woke up with a headache, and it's just been getting Thanks worse. a lot, Joe Bell, and thanks a lot of counting over there. And you, you, This place is just, seriously, it, it, what did I tell you a couple of weeks ago? Well, I, I wrote it down here somewhere. The slogan, the station that, where did I write that? That makes life something. Remember? Remember that? No, it was a long time ago. It's in my pile. No, it wasn't that long ago. The station that makes life uh, brutal. So miserable. who did you say? Jerry Rivers? Johnny Rivers. Johnny Get Rivers? out of here. You don't know like Johnny Rivers? Buddy Rivers? Yeah, not in the Hall of Fame. See, there you go. How, how is that possible? And and I think that their first chart hit had to be like 
at least 25 years ago. Well, 25 years would be um, 70, uh, 81. Well, he sure was on it before 81. How could Johnny Rivers not be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? And Gene Pitney was. Not that I didn't like Gene Pitney, but, uh, but who had more hits? Who was bigger? I got Johnny 64 Rivers, for his Who did Mo for Rock and Roll, okay? Johnny Rivers or, or Gene Pitney? And I like Gene Pitney a lot, but nevertheless. Right? Right? Sorry, it's distracting. Oh, the seventh song. Okay, just tell me. Yeah, well, now what happened? Okay, kill Johnny Rivers. He's dead, all right. Is he dead? I don't think he's dead, is he? I don't know. You want to make me look it up? Google that, please. Now, at the end of the show yesterday, I I, I think I played. It just cost me $6,000. And then, of course, I was all done. I'm like, and then you're saying, like, how much? Because what was going on there at the end again? More technical incompetence in the No, I don't think they were ready for 2 o'clock. It was exactly 2 o'clock. One thing about the. Let me. And you know it as well uh, as I do. Right. You, could, you could set the atomic clock. By the time that this show ends every day, we, we get out of here the, the on time. clock. We wear it on our wrist. Right. I stick mine on my just to make sure. Got the Wonder Twin watches here. Instead of this crap about, remember with the worst team, we're going to go three minutes over today because they had that scintillating uh, interview with Coach Mendrick. So uh, remember those days? Yes. Could, couldn't get out on time. Very nice. Who the hell ever heard of such a thing? See, this is not a real radio station. This is like Conway Twitty would say. It's only make-believe. Oh, sounds familiar. Who told you that eight years ago? Sports bar with a microphone. Well, haven't I always uh, agreed with that? Yes, I never disagreed with that. I mean, any similarity between what's going on here and a real radio station is, is purely coincidental. And believe me, there ain't, there ain't too much coincidence. <laughs> there isn't an awful lot of it. Just like that conversation you heard this morning with our... With, I, you see, I feel sorry for these guys. I mean, when Chris Baker comes in from... I mean, Chris, uh, whatever his name is, Jones, Baker, Schwartz... Mm-hmm. Comes in there from North Carolina with a banjo on his knee from Charlotte or Raleigh or wherever, and finds out that we don't even have a person that writes copy. Our person that writes copy? And you're like laughing at him. You've got to be kidding me. At How least, long are we screaming about that? Right? At least he comes from a place where they had one and he's heard of it and he believes that he's actually come from, from a place where he worked for a real radio station as opposed yeah. to our general mangler who's been with the Beasleys too long and forgot what real radio is all about. That's I, the problem. I asked him after your conversation, this is not a joke, that, uh, you know, if the company that he worked with before was a Beasley company, and he said no. Oh, of course not. He didn't work for Beasley before. He worked for a real radio company. For a place where people got paid on payday. Johnny Rivers is still alive. All right. He's good. Good man, Johnny Rivers. Now, what the hell is that uh, rain? What's the song? Rain. Uh, I can't think of how it goes even. Come on. You know what I'm talking about. I'm looking. Something in the rain. I got nothing here. Yeah, you're wrong. Well, I don't doubt you, but it's just it's not here. That means it wasn't a big enough hit to oh, make you feel. Oh, you ain't got list. it. Oh, I see. Well, let me uh, say I had to pick up this 40-pound book. Probably just got a hernia. I'm suing the company for it. Uh, Riff, REO Speedwagon, Paul Revere and the Raiders, Lionel Richie. Ooh. Ooh. Sorry. Well, let's see. Memphis, right. Maybelline. Well, he stole that from Chuck Berry. Right. Mountain of Love. Mountain of Love was good. Midnight Special was excellent. Seven Sun. Where have all the flowers gone? He did that along with, of course, you played the Kingston Field last week. Well, I was very excited. Under Your Spell Again. That was the number four hit for uh, Buck Owens in 1959, and Buck Owens just died. See the timing here? How about Secret that? Agent Man. Muddy Water. 
Poor side of town. Baby, I need your loving. Still alive from uh, the four tops. Tracks in my tears. Still alive from um, the miracles. Summer, oh, summer rain. You got summer rain? Rock and ammonia, blues away. He also did blues away too. Don't remember that. And Swain to the music, slow dancing. He's good. Johnny Rivers, excellent. And certainly uh, left much of a greater impact than Gene Kidney. Oh, Boogie Way You Flew, yeah. You got it? Yeah, I got it. I think that's what we all got. We got the Joyce Boogie Flu, bitch. Rock, rock solid. Okay. Okay, that's enough. Let's not get uh, over Johnny Rivers here, okay? And then we'll have to start with the Gene Pitney again for equal time. Gene Pitney's dead, by the way, in case you were sleeping in today. Bad news. Pretty good guy. Never stole a freight train. Twelve minutes after one of QM. Actually, could sing a little bit. I don't know. That's scary. Hey, here's a silly question. Have you tried the pizza and pasta, John the Baker's? Of course, if you've got an IQ larger than your thumb, you have already. That's the good news. John the Baker is the best Italian restaurant this side of University Drive. And now two great locations for you. Brand new in the Sterling Town Center on Sterling Road, just west of Pine Island, Cooper City. And the classic John the Baker in Pembroke Pines, just west of Flamingo in the Home Depot Center on Pines Boulevard. And don't forget, the food is absolutely great. They give you big, gigantic portions of all your favorite home-style Italian delights. Plus, with John the Baker's low prices, you can take the whole family. The Gatsa Mishpocha, as John would say, for lunch or dinner and stay well within your budget. Just mention Neil Rogers when you go there, please. Otherwise, Duff is going to start crying again. Please tell him that Neil Rogers sent you, and you'll get a free half a dozen John the Baker's world-famous garlic rolls with your meal. You won't believe how good they are. So take out or dine in tonight. Call 954 954- 431-4315 in Pembroke Pines, 431-4315, or for takeout in Cooper City, 954-252-0091. Pizza, pasta, veal or chicken parmesan, sausage and peppers, all your favorite tubs. Uh, that should give you a good appetite. John DeBaker, absolutely the best. Tell him that Bluff Lindsay told you this. This is Neil Rogers. No bluffing. This oh. is 560 QAM. After the <laughs> Radio Goods tape. Take, uh, this is uh, cut number one. Secret Haitian Man. Version number two, because George didn't like the original one. Second version. Secret Haitian Man. There's a man who the land of turmoil. Hard to reach American soil. Yeah, for days and days he goes all over crowded boats, hoping that the Coast Guard comes tomorrow. Secret fisherman, secret fisherman, well given you a blood test. And they're standing you back again. Running from the danger on the island. Looking for political asylum. Get freedom for a day. Till they turn his boat away. Never even find him. Secret, fashion, man. Secret, fashion, man. Barely given 
you up the tip, and they're sending you back again. I'll tell you one thing, man. You can't complain about the technical uh, quality on that thing. No, it's great. That's top notch. 119 at 560 WQM. Geldy at 2. Mad Dog at uh, 4 from Augusta from the Masters. And then a bunch of sports stuff conflicting on two different stations. Critics are being shut out of more films as studios forego advanced screenings on flicks. They expect reviewers to trash. Figuring the movie stand a better chance of box office success with no reviews rather than bad ones. So far this year, 11 movies haven't screened for critics before opening day, including the Rob Schneider, David Spade sports comedy, The Benchwarmers, and Monique's fashion comedy, Fat Girls, P-H-A-T-G-I-R-L-Z, both opening Friday. Fat Girls. During the same period last year, just two movies didn't screen advance for reviewers. The practice doesn't sit well with the critics, who must either do without or scramble to catch the movie on opening day and dash something off if their outlets want to have a review over opening weekend. But it makes business sense for studios, which may presume the drawbacks outweigh the benefits if critics are likely to hate a movie. If we think screenings for the press will help open the movie, we'll do it, said Dennis Rice, publicity chief for Disney, which didn't show its fright flicks stay alive to critics before it opened in March. If we don't think it'll help, in other words, if the movie sucks, uh, they won't show it to them. And they know it. If we don't think it'll help open the movie, or if the target audience is different than the critics' sensibilities, then it may make sense not to screen the movie. Movies that don't screen ahead of time generally are genre flicks such as horror stories or youth comedies whose audiences pay little heed to critics. Like Benchwarmers, if some kid really wants to go see that, I don't think that bad reviews are going to stop them from going, said Paul uh, Dergauer, Gabedian, president of Box Office Tracker Exhibitor Relations. Television's Ebert and Roper... You fairy! ...and the movies added a jab at Hollywood whenever a studio didn't screen a flick for critics, along with their thumbs-up, thumbs-down. Roger Ebert... You fairy! ...and Richard Roper included a wagging finger of shame for films that weren't uh, they weren't shown. They just want freebies there, just like that posture you're getting. Right, yeah. Cases of it. They discontinued that. Ebert got tired of it, and Roper said too many movies were not screening in advance. And yada, yada, yada. Of the films that haven't screened for critics this year, three debuted as the weekend's top movies. The vampire sequel, Underworld Evolution, the fright flick, When a Stranger Calls, He's in the House, and, um, what's the other one? Domestic comedy drama, Tyler Perry's, Tyler Perry's Medea's Family Reunion. What the hell is that? Never heard of it. Results have been so-so for other movies that did not screen, including the action thriller, Ultraviolet, <coughs> The animated tale, Dugal, and the comedy's Grandma's Boy, and little, little Larry the Cable Guy, Health Inspector. That's crap. You know, they put out such trash. And they wonder why the public isn't just knocking. Oh, let's see. Kentucky Rain is not really a good song. It's a great song, it says here. Oh, the Chronic and Coco. Uh-huh. Whether or not we think Elvis is otherwise any good at all, sorry about the paycheck, says Chronic, with a unhappy face drawn on this thing. Okay, Chronic, thank you so much. We appreciate your commiserating. Should I play Kentucky Rain? Yeah, I'll play bit? a few notes of it. I forgot it. Now, what, what does this say? I don't here? have it. Well, what does this other fact say? Oh, it's, At uh, two minutes and three seconds past 1 a.m. on Wednesday, it'll be... Oh, I see. One, two, three, that, three, I like that. Yeah. That's very interesting. This is one of the most interesting facts I ever had in my life. We should take a picture of it or something. I don't know. It'll be one o two o three. 04 05 06. That's right. 10203, April 5th, 1906. And it will happen like again that? in the year 3000 and the year 4000. Well, we're not going to happen again soon. Not in our. I want to get Kentucky rain. Oh, and you know what else Wait, I should this. play? 
reason being that after you chastised me for playing that bastardized version, the uh, you know, all those right. times, I actually spent the money to go out and get Thin Lizzy. And it sounds good and rich and vibrant. Oh, and I see. Sounds good, except that there's like a, a track that keeps like kind of wandering off a little bit in mono. Huh. At any rate, I was just stalling until I had time to hear this. Is this good or what? I don't think it's good. Is this Kentucky Rain? I was thinking. Oh, I got the wrong totally disc different. in there. No, that's the right disc. Disc three. Seven long a day and a dozen pounds ago. Sorry, chronic invoker. I reached out one night and you were gone. No hard feelings. Sucks. Don't know why you This is not for me. Next premiere, man. Chronic and Boca can have my portion. I want to. Is this it? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's, oh. let's hear the hook though. I'd rather hear Gentile on my mind. Oh, he's teasing. Give him the hook. Oh, I I, I don't want to hear that. That thing I just remembered why I don't like Elvis. Oh. Oh. Don't do it, Josh. You're too young. You blow your brains. I can have your girlfriend. What? Nothing. What was he doing? He's committing suicide in there. That's because he didn't get paid today. He's a letter opener. He's going to stab himself. Yeah, that and the Elvis. It's just too much to bear. Yeah, not getting paid on payday and Elvis on top of it. That's, that's a little over yeah, the top. It's too much to Teddy Bear. Hmm. I could play that for you, but I want, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to get this damn thing. You open. don't dare play Teddy Bear. No. Uh, I'm trying to get this thing open so I can stick the third disc back. Well, I'm just going to stick it in there. Oh, I can't take it. <laughs> we can't handle it. No more, please. No moss. No moss, Elvis. No, thank you, just Elvis, for away. breaking ground you and you know and moving the pelvis and all that stuff. But wow. Uh, he was. He, you're right. He was horrible. And in the chronic in Coco, man, you're, you know, I get all this crap about my bad taste in music. I have excellent taste in music. Your taste is in your toast, Russ. Well, I'll move you bad. to second, second to last from the list. Woo! Bad news. That is the worst. Kentucky rain my ass. I'd rather hear Summer Rain by Johnny Rivers. In fact, I might just play it again. Where the hell did I play that? Did, we didn't play it. We don't have it, right? You haven't got it? Summer I don't have rain. it. Remember that song? Good song. A little mellow, a little uh, syrupy, but pretty good. Certainly better than Kentucky Rain. I ain't got oh, it. Oh, God. 1,227 votes, uh, 1,230 on the Jesus Bowl, 1,230 WJNO, West Palm Beach. 1975. Boy, I remember it like it was just yesterday. 126, in fact, that was like almost a real radio station. That was Walter Week. I mean, Walter Week's broadcasting. And they were, they were like uh, Bush Leaguers, too, you know. But they made the, they, they looked fantastic. They were like um, Cap Cities compared to a, a, a Beasley. Almost couldn't even get that out there. Beasley, it looked kind of like my mouth was rebelling. 
I keep telling you, if a company can't pay its bills or can't pay its employees on time, that, that's not the kind of company you stock I'd want to buy. Hey, what's better than staying cool and comfortable all summer long? Speaking of summer rain, how about getting an instant $1,200 cool cash rebate on the world's smartest air conditioner, the five-star edition of the Carrier Infinity System? And to make things even better, you can get this fabulous system from Royce Air and Heat, where they've been taking care of Tri-County area families for three generations. As a Carrier Factory authorized dealer, Royce guarantees your 100% satisfaction, and that guarantee is backed by Carrier, the people who invented air conditioning and now have invented the Carrier Infinity System. It actually performs a daily diagnostic check and then adjusts itself for maximum efficiency all year long. To maintain maximum efficiency on your present air conditioner, join the Royce Air and Heat Comfort Club. Twice a year, they'll inspect and tune up your system. And you'll enjoy priority same-day service and 10% off any needed repairs, too. All of this, all of these things, for just 110 bucks a year. So whether you choose the two-speed Infinity system with Puron or just peace of mind with the Comfort Club, either way, make the Royce choice. Royce Air and Heat. Call them toll-free, 1-800-377-0075. License number CAC 0586562. Well done. Write that down? Yes. Uh, call toll-free Royce Aaron Heat, 1-800-377-0075. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. The most disgusting program. Absolutely. I urge everyone to complain to this station. You've bought his records. You've seen his films. You've even purchased the Dayglow Velvet Memorial paintings at the gas station. As a true Elvis fan, you think you've heard it all. But wait, there's more. Now you can buy secret recordings of Elvis's last telephone conversations. Yes, it's the Elvis tapes. Hello, baby. This is Elvis. And I want you to come over right now and make me a big peanut butter and a sandwich. A peanut butter and a sandwich with a good man through with the You'll hear Elvis in his most intimate moments. Hello, Pizza Man, Pizza. Yeah, this is the Elvis. Won't you bring me over a couple large pies? Don't make it three. Don't make it six. Double cheese. Yeah, I'm hungry. I'm alone. And I'm hungry. And you'll hear Elvis reveal how he really feels about the one true love of his life. I want you back. I want you back. I'm alive, baby. And I know your way back. Would you pick up some donuts, please? Big jelly, cream donuts. Crawless cheese, Danish too. I love my big honey glazed donuts. Without them, I can't do. The Elvis Tape. Oh, give me, give me, give me, give me more donuts. Available now in drugstores everywhere. I love to eat, I love to eat, let me more than one to do. Big One thirty-two. See if he'd have just been eating that Dreamfield with uh, low carbs, he wouldn't have uh, croaked so soon. Oh, well, maybe the drugs did it. <clears throat> you know, this fax is very interesting, but it's too late. This already passed. Oh no. Oh yes. That's right. Today is April fifth. <gasps> It says at 2 minutes and 3 seconds past 1 a.m. on Wednesday. Well, I hate to break the news to the genius who faxed this to us, which yeah. we appreciate it very much, but since it was, was faxed today... 1 a.m. Wednesday was this morning. Right. We missed it. This, we, we could have had a big party. We could all open our windows and screamed and carried on, you know, like uh, Howard Beale, for Christ's sake. I'm as mad as hell, but I'm not going to take this anymore. Oh! At 102030405060, and a 1 and a 2, and Lawrence Well could have sung with us, too. It will never happen again, it says, and guess what? It's already gone. So that's not good. Not good. 
So it's interesting information, but it's like old news. See, see what I'm saying? What are you saying? I mean, like saying the circus is coming to town yeah. and the free admission for everybody, and then it turned out was yesterday. What a disappointment. Uh, not good. What a or like saying your paycheck is waiting for you. Yeah, and like and going, then to find out they lied. Going to the store and buying groceries because you think you got right. money in the bank. And you right, don't. that's right, because you think you got payday, and then guess what? While payday is mm-hmm. a candy bar, was on a pole. You could afford to buy maybe one or two of those. Well, I didn't not, even get one. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how you doing? Okay. Um, I think I've got an Elvis song that you might like. I doubt it. Little Sister. That's a good song. Why would I like that? If you hear it. Well, what do you mean if I hear it? Like, I I know every Elvis song, man. Let me ask you, how old are you? Sir. Hello? Yeah. How old are you? 37. 37. Okay, that means you were born in uh, 69. Yeah, actually. And what, what year did, what, did Little Sister come out? Before you were born, right? Yeah, 60, 61, something like I that. I know, Elvis, every 61. Elvis song, like, by, by, you can't even believe it, okay? okay. That doesn't mean I like them, but, okay, well, there it is. Listen to it. Enjoy it. Well, well what's good about that song? I, I could have left them on there to tell us, but I don't want to. I don't want to. You have to rate it on the Elvis scale, in other words. It doesn't suck as bad as some of his other songs. As bad as Kentucky Rain. Right. Well, that chronic in Coco, man. No, seriously, I always thought he had, like, a little bit on the ball. Maybe he's got a little bit too much on the ball. Hey, no, Ross. it's all subjective. Woo! It's all right. No, no, it's Kentucky Rain is subjective. That's garbage, man. Even well, Elvis would agree with that. I agree with that. He would be puking up peanut butter sandwiches. Man, that is horrendous. Oh, here we go. Katie Kirk. I don't like her. I can't stand her. I will not watch her. Go to hell, okay, Katie? Take your $15 million and stick it where the moon don't shine. You can't complain about her talent. She has got none. Zero. zippity doo God. She makes Oprah seem like Elvis. Whatever that means. Yeah, I was wondering. <laughs> is that a good oh, thing or a bad thing? People without a lot of talent. Well, the thing with Elvis is he was, you know, he was a uh, pioneer, you know. He was. He was the first rock star, and he performed, and he did those things with his pelvis, and he outraged everybody, and that was great. But... Oh, now, here, here's an interesting fact. It says, Jesus was just some slick-talking dude. F him. No, thanks. It's all about Satan Day coming up. 06, 06, 06. See, there's something that's coming up. Hey, not here yet. June 06. Now, look on the calendar back there and see what day that is. Because I'm, I'm, I'm not working on that day. Nip 666. Nip it up June. Tuesday. Ooh. Well, that's before my uh, thing. I, and you know something? And this is the truth. This is the honor. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now exactly the way I feel about what's going down. on there today. And recently, today is the 5th of April, since we're talking dates and times and all of these uh, All of these things. things. That means it's like a couple of months before that summer schedule. I work two days a week. Mm-hmm. So, so obviously I can, and plus I got two weeks vacation before then. One very soon and then one in June. Rhymes. Rhymes with. Yeah, by the way, you're not on vacation next week, are you? Um, when are you on vacation? Next week. Oh. That's what I thought. See, I know it, and you don't. I forgot. Well, I forgot to mark it on that You better stick yet. around, because I'm not sure if you get paid before next week. Yeah, I'll just have to wait in, like, the parking lot. Right. But anyway, uh, what I was going to say, because if, if that summer schedule wasn't coming up, I would, I would just email Joe Bell and say, go, 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 goodbye. Bye-bye. I, I really would. That's how totally deflated, disgusted, Frustrated, aggravated. It's just this place is. Uh, it's angry. It's. It, I won't say it's going nowhere. It's going somewhere. All right. Speaking of uh, Satan Day. 
I think somebody put an evil curse on us. You know what I'm saying? Somebody said out loud. Go to hell. Yeah. Oh. And, we're, and we're doing it. We're on the way. We're well on our way. So strap yourself in. It ought to be a hell of a ride. I would just, I just. Oh, Deborah Norville, there's another great talent. The anchor of Inside Edition, man. She is a talent. Not. On the local evening news, co-anchors together made it possible for Mr. Mondale to go to Congresswoman Ferraro and bring her onto the ticket. What are they talking about? Do you have any idea what they're talking about? No, I heard Con- them say something about something Ferrari. About Connie Chink or Deborah Norville? I don't, I don't get it. That went over real big, too, didn't it? Connie Chink with the Dan Rather? Not. God, they just keep trying and trying and trying. Why can't they just put, like, a news person on there? Somebody's like, like uh, John Roberts. Too, too late. He was on again last night on CNN. And guess what they were talking about? On and, and I, after about two minutes, I said, "Is this all you got?" Well, who is that? that, that all that's going that, on? Uh, Justin Berry, bag yeah. prostitute. I was just going to say. Justin Berry rhymes with you, fairy. Twenty-two till two at five sixty WQM. What if everything you thought you knew about your home equity turned out not to be true? What if the most commonly held beliefs about paying down mortgage debt and traditional retirement planning weren't giving you the best chance for success? Thursday, April sixth, sounds like tomorrow to me. The Financial Education Institute is conducting a free seminar for South Florida homeowners called Common Sense Strategies for Successful Equity Management. Would you like to learn how to pay off your mortgage in half the time or maybe increase your spendable retirement income by 50% without increasing your current budget today? Would you like to know what you can do right now to protect yourself from a declining real estate market? South Florida homeowners are invited to attend this Thursday, tomorrow, at 6.30 in the p.m. at the Holiday in Boynton Beach, free of charge, thanks to Paradigm Wealth Strategies. Visit them online at fei-florida.com or call now to reserve your slot at 954-389-8575. That's 954-389-8575. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Public, baby. Only in Miami. May I ask the Congress to join me in passing new immigration laws that will match willing foreign workers with willing American employers when no Americans can be found to fill the jobs. My name is Juan. I come from Mexico. I walk all night. Under the moonlight glow, I crossed the border and did it illegally to get a job that's paying me. Because your president, he wants a policy to make it so that one don't work for free. Although I'll probably want an HMO, I don't know what my job will be. I hope you pay more than a peso. What's my wage again? What's my wage again? About 30, man. Sent. You fairy. It's 142, 18-02. We got Geldy coming along at 2 o'clock. The Geldermeister, voice of the Panthers. Scientists think they've solved the mystery of how planets form around a star born in a violent supernova explosion. Kind of like, just like that. Saying they detected for the first time a swirling disk of debris from which planets can rise. You following that? Mm-hmm. A swirling disk of debris from which planets can rise. Like a cake. <laughs> oh, man. The discovery surprised him because the... Dusty disk orbit orbiting the pulsar or dead star resembles the cloud of gas and dust from which the Earth emerged. Oh, man, maybe that's where all that gas came from. You know, the kind that Tommy's doing? Like that? That's a raspberry. No, it's gas. Scientists say the latest findings should shed light on how planetary systems form. It shows that planet formation is really ubiquitous in the universe. It's a very robust process. It can happen in all sorts of unexpected environments, said lead researcher Dito Jack Rabbity, Jack Rabbardy, <laughs> and uh, astrophysicist at MIT. Well, he, he, if he goes to MIT, he can, he can afford to have whatever name he wants. Details appear in tomorrow's issue of the journal Nature. 
Using NASA's infrared Spitzer Space Telescope, MIT scientists observed bright radiation released by a disk of rubble around a young pulsar 13,000 light years from the Earth. The pulsar was once a giant star that collapsed in a supernova explosion about 100,000 years ago. But the Bible says, oh, I'm sorry. While researchers didn't directly see planets forming in the disk, they believe the building blocks are present. In 1992, another team of scientists found planets circling a different pulsar, but they didn't observe a disk and couldn't tell how the planetary system formed. And we're asking, oh, do you think there might be some kind of life uh, elsewhere in the universe? You know, well, what, what kind of a stupid question is that? You know, when you come right down to it, isn't that rather stupid? Why? Is it more stupid or just egotistical? Oh, no, it's all about us. It's egotistical. It's all about us, man. God don't have time and for the it, other planets. He just God put looks up there, like uh, us and that he has an interest right. in life. Right. He just put up there for fun, for our amusement, like the animals, you, you know. Minute, making sure right. that you're naughty or nice. And all of our prayers, although it does sound like kind of confusing with all these billions of people talking at the same time and all, even praying for their team to win, not the same team. Speaking of that, scientists have unveiled their vision for a bionic man where biology is merged with electronics to make limbs, organs, and senses better, stronger, and faster. The vision includes developments such as a robotic arm that can play the piano, a bionic eye with video camera, and a microchip implant, and a powerful external skeleton that confers super, uh, superhuman strength. Oh, where the hell is Chris Reeves when we need him? <laughs> the American Association of Anatomists have named the project the $6 billion human after the 1970s television series, The Six Million Dollar Man. Oh, I thought that was the guy with the sandwiches they used to advertise on the Wishner show. In which scientists rebuild a wounded test pilot into a bionic man. Who was on that? Uh, don't tell me. Lee Majors. Yes. Details of the latest research were released at the Experimental Biology 2006 conference, which opened yesterday in San Francisco. Bi Bionics that were... See, I told you we'd put a smile on your puss. <laughs> See, there he goes. He chuckled, Josh. Write it down, 146. Uh, a little chuckle there from George. He's bastard. still pissed off, but he chuckled a little bit. Yeah, you've got enough change in your pocket to buy a couple of chuckles. Yeah, loose change. Yeah. Part two. Is that like Topsy Part two by who did that, Topsy? Oh, jeez. We'll have to look it up. Let's start with this music crap. Professor William Kralius of Rutgers University described how he built a bionic arm and it, with a hand and five fingers, each of which can be independently controlled by commands, sent from the brain to nerves that communicate with a computer embedded in the artificial limb. Wow. The biggest challenge for a bionic arm is to communi communicate effectively with its users. My lab has developed new communication tools that allow prospective users of a bionic arm to regain proportional control over several movements of the hand, thus restoring a degree of dexterity, uh, Dr. Kralius told the conference. The bionic arm is slid over a silicone sleeve attached to the amputee's limb below the elbow. After a brief training period, people gain control of the bionic arm just by thinking about the required finger movements. Oh, I sure hope they're not putting a finger... Rectum. Oh, that would be bad, wouldn't it? That would hurt. Amputees with minimal training have gained sufficient finger control to use keyboards, he said. Daniel Palanker of Stanford led a team that designed a bionic eye with a tiny light-sensitive chip implanted in the retina to detect images. The chip, there it is. The chip receives signals from a video camera mounted on a pair of goggles, which can see in infrared, making night vision a, pos a possibility. Dr. Palanker said the ultimate aim was to produce a bionic eye that allows blind people to distinguish faces and read large, large print. Homayun Kazaruni of the University, that's his name, Kazaruni, of the University of California, Berkeley, designed a pair of powerful robotic legs that a person can wear to carry heavy loads. Oh, get, get some for fat boy. Although I'm not, not sure that heavy a load. Well, there's the fat man. 
I would like to keep the house. Work is Walking to New Orleans. Oh, my God. He don't look a day over 100. Poor Fats Domino. Antoine, man, he looks bad. He's my favorite, Fats Domino. He was great. You got some Fats Domino there? Coming right up. Anyway, Dr. Karazuni says we set out to create an, ex an exoskeleton that combines a human control system with robotic muscle. All right. He, he the man. Make no mistake about it. Drowning in New Orleans. I'm dying over here. Antoine Fats Domino, man. There's no better than him. Blueberry Hill. Who don't like Blueberry Hill? I got a thrill on Blueberry Hill. And I'm walking. What the hell is that? Oh, yeah. I like the way you talk. Let me hold your hand. On Imperial Records, buddy. I don't understand. Later, ABC Prime. I want a girl like you. Tell my trust That it? No, I got more, but... Uh, you don't have... Uh, you don't have Blueberry Hill? I wish, but I don't. Must you don't? before 60. You got I'm Walking? Well, sure it was before 60. It was like 58, yeah. I would think. Right. Don't have I'm Walking. Just don't I'm Walking? It. Oh, no. And then, you know what? Really kind of Rick Nelson, who I liked a lot, but he pissed me off. He did I'm Walking. And I think that was his first record. And he, he couldn't sing. I mean, he never... He was pretty good. He did some good stuff later on. I mean, didn't we agree on that? He was okay. Mm -hmm. But I'm walking. He was just—it was terrible. It was like a little, it was either. kind of like the Rich Waltz trying to do a Marlin game. It was, it was along that line, like a little kid trying to be a singer, you know. And I was such a big fat Stamino fan. Even as much as I liked Ricky Nelson, I thought, "Well, you idiot, you uh, clown, you fairy." You know, that was bad. Twelve hundred and sixty-three votes on the poll. I'll tell you one thing, man. Between Rick Nelson, and what was his wife's name? Or Tom Harmon's daughter. What that was her name? I don't know. They were divorced. I forget what her name was. Gee, I just saw the biography of the, the Nelson family a couple nights ago on Biography Channel. That's a wonderful channel. Yeah. For all us old farts. Seriously. With Ozzy and Harriet and David and Ricky. David, by the way, is like uh, about 100 years old. He talked like, oh, man. Talks like a retard. Bad. Poor David. Now, he was always kind of like the odd man out anyway, David. He, just, you know, he, didn't, uh, he didn't have nothing going. You know? David Nelson. Never trust a guy with two first names. Right. But uh, I was just starting to say now, what's Rick Nelson? Sam is the younger son. In fact, that was the night. Something happened that night. They had that uh, on the uh, Larry King show, which I never watched. Maybe once in a blue moon, I'll go to see what the hell he's got. And I really was interested in that show. And that got preempted by something. Uh, who the hell knows what it was? The Runaway Bride or some crap. And they never came back to the show again. Damn it. But Sam was on a biography channel. It looked pretty good to me. And he, de he doesn't have a website, by the way. <laughs> oh. With a webcam? Oh, man, you, you people into me, you know, i, I got to say, to you, let's play this for four hours every day. The media is sick and needs help badly. The media is sick and needs help badly. The media is sick and needs help badly. See, one thing about me, I'm never going to let the media decide for me what is important, either in my life or in the news or in the world or on the planet, on Uranus. Really? I don't care what they say because they know they're all a bunch of grave robbers, just like this feeding frenzy about uh, Katie Couric, you know? I could understand if she was real hot looking. I could understand if she was like some great talent. If she like, uh, she got nothing, nothing. What has she got? Pointy shoes. Oh. And you're not even going to see those unless she puts her feet up on the desk on the CBS Evening News she with might. a pointy shoe. Wouldn't that be a good slogan? Watch the CBS <laughs> Evening News with Katie's pointed shoes. That's great. And in the background, a couple of Jews. Huh? Don't make me choose. Right. 
Well, look what she's up against, man. She's up against poor Elizabeth Vargas. I think Elizabeth Vargas is okay. I'm sure going to watch oh. her as opposed to, uh, and you know something? I've been watching her lately. I don't watch Brian Williams anymore. I'm tired of counting his teeth. I, what, I don't like him. I, uh, 89. I don't like him. He, he's hard to look at. He's got, he's got a Martian face. It's crooked. His face is cockeyed, and he's got like 75 right. teeth on the bottom. Like he he's got like sideways. three rows of teeth. I'm sure he was in that movie about, uh, what that was the movie where the uh, spaceship landed? What was that? We just talked about Which that. Which one? The Day the Earth Stood Still? The Day the Earth Stood Still. It's a good movie. Oh, but I'm sure he was hiding on that ship. Klaatu had good teeth, though. Yeah, but not, not uh, Brian, though. He had, he had all the ones that he didn't have. I just, I just don't like him. I don't like uh, NBC News, period. I don't like that peacock. They make me sick. I'm sticking with Elizabeth Vargas till Bob Woodruff comes back. Cause, and see, it wouldn't be right to say I don't like him because he just had that. He almost died. I, I don't like him. He's uh, pasty. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. In fact, there's something about ABC. Have you ever noticed the, the flesh tones on the three networks, how distinctive they are? Yes. And I know, and I know that none of you macho guys watch soap operas, but, but if you just happen to be channel surfing on a TV set, you can always tell which network is on by the flesh tones, the difference between right. NBC and CBS and ABC, which they're very dull, like browns, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Browns. I think that's because they used to have Max Robinson doing the news. He's dead. 153 at QAM. Hey, all you horse racing fans and poker players, Pompano Park Racing and Poker's got all the plunging action you want and a great way to celebrate tax day this Saturday, uh, next Saturday, April 15th. Next Saturday. Pompano Park will host a tax relief day on Saturday, April 15th, with everyone age 18 and older getting a free entry blank to win part of a $1,000 giveaway, baseball tickets, or maybe a vacation trip on Discovery Cruise Lines. You could win 50 bucks, 100 150 200 or 500 bucks in cash. That'll take away most everyone's tax day blues. At just a half mile from both 95 and the Turnpike, Pompano Park is easy to get to. And best of all, Pompano Park offers you free admission and free general parking every day. I see Wally Hennessy's having a big year, too. Nice going, eh, Wally? Not to mention Bruce Ranger, who's a constant danger. Live harness racing in our smoke-free poker room is open every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. Poker starts at noon, goes on till midnight. Live racing gets underway nightly at 7.25 and a p.m. The last Monday Madden is two for $25 dinner, uh, dollar, what'd I say? The last Monday Madness, two for $25 dinner special, is this Monday, April 10th, my payday. So make sure to come out this Monday. Also, to miss out on Dollar Night Wednesdays when draft beer, soda, hot dogs, and lots more, just a buck a piece starting at 6 p.m. Pompano Park, of course, open every day and night, seven days and nights a week for the best in simulcasting. Harness, thoroughbred, highlight action from all across North America for you to watch and plunge your guts on. Brian Sears is the man. Don't forget to come out to Pompano Park Saturday, April 15th for Tax Relief Day. Pompano Park, a park, a block south of Atlantic Boulevard on Powerline Road. Don't bet Lou Williams. He's not doing too good these days. For the current racing schedule, uh, call 954-972-2000 or on the web. It's pompanopark.com. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Jesus Christ for extra strength, Dexedrin. When you're getting crucified, the last thing you need is a headache. There's so much pressure. Hanging around with the whole world's sins weighing on your shoulders. And some gladiator sticks a spear in your side. Yeah! Jesus Christ, that hurts. So when this thorny crown feels like a vice around my head, that's when I reach for Dexedrin. Well, I, I don't reach for it. Hey, Judas, could you throw a couple into my mouth? 
for Christ's sake. Extra strength, Excedrin, because a headache is a heavy cross to bear. Tax-free business, too, no less. We should only have such a racket. 1,274 votes on our Jesus poll today, right to the era of uh, Easter, no less. He was one of, uh, what do you believe about Jesus? One of many self-proclaimed prophets, 388. He was the Messiah, 244. He never stole a freight train, 170. Jesus is strictly for Goyim, 119. Just a regular guy, 95. Regular guy, he had a lot of BMs. I hate this poll, 92. There never was any such person, 92. He was a homo, 39. You fair. And he was a snappy dresser, 35. Geldy is standing by at the Yenta Center. we got that big game coming up tonight. He is a sitting by. Bye, bye, bye. 